0: Welcome to Crit Apocalypse episode 141. My name's Matt. Hey, Ant. Right. Ant's here too. We're going to review some stuff and things. There's four things each. We do it. We review it. And then, I don't know, we talk about shit in between. We're going to start with just a little bit. You want to talk about some stuff? Nah. Beforehand? Played, I've got Transformers. You've got Transformers? There's tons of them. They're around the room like strange sentinels of a bygone era looking down at us with some sort of despair in their eyes at their current situation, knowing that the slave trade, well, no, they weren't being traded. They were just slaves. Mm. Um, we're not going to get into Transformers again, though, because the geopolitical nature of, of our world and the correlation to Transformers and their history... There's a bit it's in a bit Siege where dark. they
1: put a bomb in Jetfire's head. Jetfire's like, you used to put bombs in people's heads. Put a bomb in my head, and then I, you'll know I won't betray you. And Optimus is like, yeah, let's do that.
0: Yep. In the films, Optimus slowly loses his mind. Oh the bit we Gets the fallen's face. Yeah, I like it when he says, Give me your face. Yeah. That's one of my favourite lines. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like it when he jumps on the Dinobot. Oh, yeah. And the Dinobot is a sentient creature that has. He's just like, Do as he's, I say. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's like, I'm giving you freedom. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. No, um, no, Listen to me. No, um, I. I yeah,
1: he says, I'm giving you freedom. He's got a sword to his neck. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's
0: it. Yeah. Great. Great films. Michael yeah. Bay, an auteur.
1: An auteur
0: an otter he an ps- otter puts oats in the ground no it's just o a t t e r mm. it's like an otter ah. but made out of oats ah. no an otter o t t e r otter otter sorry i apologize um and how you doing oh, stomach's scrambling i know you're going to fart you we had did. some chocky a minute chocky ago. Chocky. you had some chocky chock. you had a, sna- you had a snicky snack before yeah. we started the started the podcast uh, <clears throat> yeah you said to me you revealed to me you said i've pooped myself several times today mm-hmm and I mm-hmm. can feel another one coming, but I'm just gonna stop you know, eventually you just lose your will to resist.
1: But if you're sat down it won't go too far.
0: You know what the Borg say? Resistance is futile. Mm. Yeah. In the, the famous, Swedish. famous Star Wars movie. They Swedish, right? Yeah, they're Swedish. Yeah. Like Dio. That's a that's your joke from Star Devo. Trek First Contact. Devo. It's Devo, isn't it? Devo. is not Swedish. Yeah
1: they are. No, they're not. Well they're not. They're American. They're from
0: like Illinois or some shit. Oh. Like uh-huh. aha? <laughs>
1: Uh-huh, aha! They're are they Swedish? No, I, think, Sweet, I think I don't know. we i a uh-huh. aha, uh-huh, uh, Swedish. Uh, Abra,
0: yeah, Abra, Swedish. Yeah,
1: and um, Dim, no, is from Norway. Who? Dimbogier. Who? They had albums such as Puritanical, Euphoric, Misanthropia. What?
0: Everyone. Never to Dimble mind. Dimble anyway, ah, oh, we review stuff. We're going to review some stuff. All right? Yeah. 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 Mm. You excited? I'm excited. I'm a little just, bit excited. Just
1: can't hold, can't hold it in. I mean, come on. Nor can
0: I. Alright, well, I'm going first this week, this month, this year, (laughs) this time, this moment, this exact moment right here that we're recording. I'm going to go first.
1: Okay, go for it.
0: I'm going to review Doom Patrol Season 2 because I didn't realise it ended. Because uh, I'm a fucking idiot. It was meant to be be ten episodes. They only did nine and they just left the cliffhanger for the next season. Don't throw up. It was a bit volmy, wasn't it? Don't, um, so they're going to continue on the story in season three. Um, basically, Doom Patrol are back after the last season where they defeated Mr. Nobody and got shrunk down and then they had to get big again. And in becoming big again, they are now dealing with Niles, who is the old man of the wheelchair. Brother. Yes, that too. But Niles, who's played by uh, by Timothy Dalton, is, um, is now uh given up his immortality or, or faux immortality or extended. Timothy Dalton
1: played a different character on Fraser. Did he? Yeah. Um
0: uh, so was he actually on Fraser?
1: Yeah he had a cameo in it. Did he? Yeah, yeah I'm sure he did.
0: Uh. Um but anyway, so one. yeah so Timothy Dalton's okay. given up his immortality and revealed to the Doom Patrol that each one of them was created in one of his early experiments to gain immortality. Ooh. The reason that he wanted to gain immortality is that his daughter is blessed with longevity. He slept with her mother who was an Inuit lady living living and off the beam trap. No, 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 no. But his daughter, because he slept with that Inuit lady, it was a combination of his magical history and the artifacts that he'd gathered and the things that he'd done to his body to already increase his longevity. Wow. He had
1: Isn't he in a wheelchair? Yeah,
0: yes. He he kind of fucked that up then. Yeah. He had accidentally, in 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 consummating his, his love with this woman, he had accidentally passed on um sort of a meta human trait to the child and she has the ability to summon her imagination into into physical reality.
1: Ooh, like Penny Crown,
0: A bit. Yeah. Uh and and so there is a there's a big bad in this that is only seen it a couple of times and sort of mentioned and, and for the most part Doom Patrol. It's it's very um flippant with its structure so you've got like episodes that all won't mention him at all and then other episodes where at the end it's like boom this big bad's coming and he's yeah, maybe can, he
1: wasn't in Fraser.
0: oh he's something you'll have to deal with and then the next episode they'll be fighting ghosts that are fucking each other throughout the mansion
1: this doesn't sound family friendly
0: it's not there's a lot of swearing Brendan Fraser says fuck all the time um, Brendan
1: Fraser would never
0: it's really interesting because the first season um, felt a lot more like a superhero show but done for a streaming service so, you know, like it, it was all very much like who are we, what are we, why are we doing this? and it was all introduction to the characters and it was like we learnt about them. And this feels like an extension of that first series. Except um we're now less um there's less information about each of those characters. You still find out little bits and pieces here and there, but for the most part it's like these are the characters, this is who you're dealing with. And we're mostly following Niles and his daughter and their journey. And the stuff that happens around them, it sort of leads into that and links into that, which is nice. And a little Man bit more up in Titan. Pardon?
1: Robot Man was in Titan. Yeah, Titans. but it was a different voice. No, it's got here, it's got Cliff Steele under Brendan Fraser's list of cast appearances. Oh, was in Titan?
0: No, it was a different voice in Titans. No, I think. He's,
1: he's credited on Titans.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Um, Good old it's, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> it's... It's a really, it's still a really fun series. I, it's really hurt by the whole COVID thing. You can't really help a pandemic, but that last episode doesn't feel like a last Just episode. Strike right
1: coughs into the script. Pardon? Strike right coughs into the script. Yeah.
0: Um, so it's, it's not a spoiler to say that it ends on a cliffhanger. So the mm-hmm. big battle is yet to happen. That's kind of going to be the beginning of the next season. There's a lot of characters that, um, at the end of this, disappointingly, they each face like an imaginary friend. And in one of the most I- interesting and 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 hilarious interactions, Cliff Steele, who is Brendan Fraser, his imaginary friend is someone that he had at Bible camp, which is Jesus. And he only had an imaginary friend for about three months, and then he realized girls were a thing. And before that, he didn't really get away from his family or his parents. So before that, it was just religion and things like that. So of course, his imaginary friend is Jesus when he's given the opportunity to sort of flourish mm. in a social identity and was um, like a race car driver he was yeah, like, yeah, yeah yeah yeah.
1: surely if you're a race car driver you imaginary friend would be Tom Cruise in the film Days of Thunder no Wade Boggs Wade Boggs no just because it's Wade Boggs Days of Thunder
0: uh, so anyway so his imaginary friend is Jesus and uh, and they have like a really interesting interaction and there's actual growth from the character he's like he's like look I have to admit to you that I was shitty to you as a person this sort of blah, blah 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 and then Jesus is like you know what it's okay and he's like really and he goes yeah and then just beats the shit out of him and tears him apart anyway It's just one of those nice little, like, it's one of those nice little interactions between two characters that kind of feels natural. But the problem is that every other character in their interaction, they experience, like, um, they basically... The last episode, the format is that Niall is talking to his daughter. I'm not going to spoil any of what happens. What I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about, talk about. Apart from the specifics of what happens. No, 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 no. I won't go into specifics. I'm just giving the general yeah. idea. So each, each of the Doom Patrol meets an imaginary friend except for, um, except for, uh, Crazy Jane, who is having an experience throughout the series. There's an ongoing thing within her psyche. Um, so, robe, so, um, so, Cyborg. And, um, oh god, what is her name? She calls herself the beekeeper, but I can't remember her actual name. But she's an actress.
1: April Balby, she's no,
0: in it. no, no. Um, she can stretch, basically. That's can April stretch. Balby. Is it?
1: Yeah, from Two and a Half Men.
0: Oh, right, the actress. I'm talking about the character she's playing. You said you can't remember the actor. Yeah, I can't remember. She's the actress, as in that's her character in this, as she is an actress.
1: That's confusing. Yeah,
0: I know. Anyway, um, they both, they both meet their imaginary friends, and they sort of have a growth moment as well, but it's not met with that. That's not how you win this battle, and that's interesting for a comic book show. But overall, everything's sort of interesting about this. You've got the, the sex men, which are two people that basically, when there is a large amount of horny energy in one place, and this is, um, this is only a few episodes into into the series. There is a there is a woman who is trying to recall her past, and the only way she could do it is by experiencing Flex Metallo flexing his muscles to make her come. And he he's, keeps doing it. She's like she's like more. I, I, I'm seeing something come through. More and more. And he keeps doing it and doing it and doing it. And because there's just this vicious build up of this meta sexual energy. Random fucking ghosts. And I mean, like, fucking literally, like, people just fucking, uh, just floating through the house. So these people turn up who are essentially the ghostbusters who turn up when there's that massive convergence of horny energy and they try and catch all the ghosts. But then through the rest of the season on that, from that point, every so often, two people fucking doggy style will just drift into frame. <laughs> just like, uh, and they're like, sliding a little bit, like, uh, slide in a little bit more. And it's just, this, it's just this weird little, like, oh, okay, that's, Five. Whatever. Nobody acknowledges it from the first, and uh, I think there's one throwaway line where it's like, "Is anyone going to talk about the fact that it's like, yeah, we dealt with that a few episodes back? It's just don't worry about it. <laughs> just like carry on." Um, but yeah, I'm still really enjoying it. They they do deal with the Alan Tuddick thing because obviously he's not in it. He's in another DC streaming series now. He's the Joker for Harley Quinn, doing a fucking incredible job as the Joker. Uh. Um, but uh, so he's not in it anymore. Um, That's just a voice thing, though. He can. Do That from home, lazy bugger. Yeah, but they like, they do just say, they're like, they're like oh, so what happened to this no one? It's like, we does not really exist in this plane, so he got another job on a different show on the same streaming service as us. And they're like, mm. what? <laughs> and it's the beard hunter that tells them that, which mm. is even funny because the beard hunter is such a weird character. But he seems to be aware of the fourth wall because he's been trapped in a painting the whole time. Uh, and being trapped in the painting, there's another dimension within the painting where there's these creatures that go. So he around. got to watch Crisis. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. He was safe from crisis. They're it's like, like dimension. All
1: the dimensions are all together now. <laughs> even the ones we didn't bring into the crisis. Yeah. Of the Earth's event.
0: Imagine. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, like, in general, it's still really strong. It's still. Really, it's probably the most interesting superhero series that's on TV. Um, they get to swear all they want. And it feels a bit more like where you've got Harley Quinn. And Harley Quinn is, is really fills that gap for animated adult humor um, which I think right now is is doing a better job than a lot of the stuff that's being produced by other companies. Um, whereas that fills that niche, you've got this to fill in the more mature and actually story-driven. I
1: think, think Zack Snyder's Justice League will have them say fuck? Oh, yeah. yeah. I hope one of them says fuck. Yeah. Superman. No, Batman. I want Superman to say it. Batman, it's not shocking if Batman says it. It's not that's cool. true, because
0: Batman shoots people. You need Superman to say it. Superhero needs to be like, fucking kryptonite. Um He'd be like, fuck, I dropped the plate on my foot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this is really good. It's again, like none of these superhero series are perfect, and there is a lot of like meandering and, and just there are choices made that, that I thought were confusing and they only serve to confuse the plot a little bit more. It'd be nicer if there's some more if there was just a little bit more cohesion. They've they've dialed it in a little bit from the last series, but the last series it was like hey, look, the world's at, oh, shit, there's a, there's a butterfly over here, guys, and then someone would wander off, and that'd be their story arc as they go and they fight a butterfly that turns out to be a donkey that's actually an inside-out horse that they have to go and turn back around, and it's like, oh, it turns out I'm in a mystical dimension now. Like, that was kind of the first season. In this, it's like, oh, look, I found I found this donkey. It turns out the donkey is actually talking, and it tells me that I need to go in that rocket.
1: Have you been watching Shrek again?
0: no this is like there's genuinely stop sorry, squeezing sorry, your bottle there's genuinely some of that shit in this series and but like it doesn't hurt it's really interesting I've been really enjoying it and it's the kind of thing that just because it's like hey look here's Flex Metallo, that's why I compare it to Harley Quinn because Harley Quinn it's like hey look here's Doctor Psycho and everybody's like Doctor Psycho like oh it's just a made up character for the series no that's like an actual character and stuff mm-hmm. like um, you've got um, the Queen of Fa- is it Queen of Fables Queen of What's the? What's who's the? Who's the one who wields the magic book and she's a villain? Is it Queen of Fables? I can't remember. Um But you've got like characters like that, and people think they're made up for the show. But then it's just they've they just has like a literally no. dived into DC. DC canon and then just gone like we can use this. this DC this, has like stuff. the
1: widest collection of forgettable villains and yeah. side
0: characters imaginable. Isn't it so fucking weird that like of all they
1: the never pe- give condiment king his time. Yes. You
0: know? Of all the of all like this is this is just a little bit a little bit off off point, but isn't it so weird that of all the things that we've had that have been focused on Joker and trying to do something different with Joker and, and trying to create this new Joker, the series that's done it best is Harley Quinn. We've just turned around, the Joker's admitted, like, he's codependent on whatever woman he's with. Mm. And if a woman's submissive, then he'll continue to treat her poorly. But if a woman has the slightest amount of spine, those emotions are still real, and he'll start falling more in line because that woman's making him. And it's kind of like, oh, so in actuality, he's the one who's dependent because there's something missing from him, and he's the one who needs that other person to back him up. And it's like, oh, right. That 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 makes a lot more sense than fucking Suicide Squad's version of the Joker, or or Jared Leto, uh, not Jared Leto, or uh, Jacqueline Phoenix and his uh, his his whatever that what was. Do you Want to make
1: sense of the Joker?
0: No, you don't want to make sense of the Joker, but just yeah. all these people that keep saying, "I'm doing something different," "I'm doing something different." Like you've got, oh, it's Joker, just but turn he's a up gangster. And
1: squirt some acid from a flower and go. No and then sing a
0: nursery rhyme or something yeah yeah but yeah That's what it was awesome just a joker it was just it was nice it was interesting and this again i think dc the dc universe i wish that it was a stronger concept when it was first born cuz you know then maybe some of the stuff would have a better ground start. but it seems like they they're twisting it around now and making it hbo max so Doom Patrol's continuing, Harley Quinn's continuing, and um, Titans is continuing, but they're all going to be HBO Max and DC Universe yeah, think, going away. I think
1: you just get the DC things just included with HBO Max. Yeah, right?
0: which I think they should have done it's, in the first place. Yeah, that's
1: what they do in America, they bundle yeah. together streaming services like cable Because they treat packages. like cable
0: packages, yeah. So you've got like a channel that's and you get shit. this and you get that. It's ridiculous, it's stupid, but it's... Everyone's like,
1: oh, we can get away from all the cable deals and stuff and then instantly just go and sign up to a million streaming sites.
0: yeah like I understand oh. it if you're, if you're paying like 120 quid for your cable package I'm
1: paying more than that
0: yeah if you're in America you're paying 120 quid for just your cable package so you can get all your TV channels and instead you can spend $10 on this $6 on that $8 on this and then like another $10 on that that's just over 30 quid and you're getting the same amount of content in mm-hmm. fact you're getting more content because it's stuff that you can pick and choose when you want to watch it rather than being tied to America doesn't make any fucking sense in the first place. I mean look at the healthcare system. I will say that Doom Patrol has been a delight especially considering lockdown and everything else and I'm really enjoying it. I'm massively looking forward to season season 3 which is not something I was I was I was skeptical going into season 2 because of season 1 being just it was a bit too wacky like I said. It just just missing out a few beats like they they didn't know really when to be silly or serious. And because of that, a lot of stuff fell by the side or a lot of stuff wasn't played out correctly. In this, there is a great faraway little gag where they cut to a commercial for um Animal, veg- uh, animal Vegetable Mineral Man. You know the guy has got like a velociraptor and his head's like partly broccoli and his fingers are like slugs and shit like that. He's an actual DC character. Um He was made in the first season by accident. And in, in like the mi- last half, you see him robbing a bank. And he's got a velociraptor, and he's trying to rob the bank, and the velociraptor starts biting him because he doesn't have control of it. So he gets caught by the police. They're just they, like,
1: "Why would the velociraptor bite him if he's made of vegetable?"
0: No, no, no. He's not fully like he's all things. That's kind of the point. Is he's like animal, vegetable, mineral man? Yeah. So he's a man as well. Still man. Still meat. They
1: wouldn't bite his broccoli.
0: But anyway, so um, so in this, there is a cutaway gag where he's selling his tell-all book about his life. He's only been. In in the series, it's only been six months. <laughs> like, and he's just like He's like, he's like, wow I was really struggling with, it. and I was just like, perfect, perfect throwaway gag for that character. Move on. Same with the beard hunter. He's just he appears in one episode, and then like we're going our way, and he's like, cool, I'm going to go my way and continue on my adventure. Like, good luck. All right, cool. Yeah, you know, that's nice. I like that. Um but yeah,
1: Condiment I, King? He's
0: he's in Harley Quinn.
1: Yeah, but he needs a starring role. He was in
0: Harley Quinn. He's Isn't he Kite Man's roommate or something?
1: Probably, though, they're hanging out together. And Quilt Man. Quilt Man? Yeah, the guy who's got the patchwork quilt oh, thing going on. Yeah. And there's that Kaleidoscope guy as well.
0: I want people to take the spot seriously. Do you remember the spot from the Spider-Man um, animated series? Where he had the episode where it was revealed what happened to him and how he, he got all messed up and, like, basically his entire existence is, like, this weird he can't sleep anymore he's mostly just dimensions and like there's a part where he like Spider-Man like froze his fist for him and it just goes through to the other side and he's like this is my life this is my existence you know I'm like fucking all messed up now Spider-Man's like I could help you and he's like no you can't because I killed your girlfriend with my machine later on it's like well that hasn't happened yet don't worry about it Spider-Man the animated series Um, I give this to Susan Sarandon that's Doom Patrol season 2 aren't your review? Susan
1: Sarandon? yeah in what film? that's my boy that's my boy There yeah, I do
0: best thing about that film right you, 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 you yeah I'm done do you know why I watched this recently that I I'm not going to review but I just want to quickly get your opinion on you like the film Little Shop of Horrors don't you yeah Little Shop Little Shop yeah I've watched I. Little Shop
1: of Horrors multiple times I've watched so many times
0: um, did you know that that um, Jake Gyllenhaal did a did a live live rendition of that. oh
1: yeah yeah he was on the stage show yeah yeah, it yeah.
0: yeah. well he wasn't on the stage show it was like a weird they used to do this thing where it was like one night they'd do a musical and it like had celebrities and people buy tickets all for yeah, yeah. charity but holy fuck that guy's got some pipes on him when he wants to yeah
1: because yeah, there um, was they... talk about doing a new yeah. film of it at some point
0: but um, they had the original woman who played uh, you know if they do
1: another friggin
0: oh yeah Zac-, Zac Efron
1: no you know he'd play friggin um, thingy they'll they'll get friggin Lin-Manuel Man- Miranda
0: to play Seymour?
1: Yeah, I'll tell
0: you that that'll happen. No, Abs- that will happen. No.
1: Disney own the rights to it. Yeah, but he won't play fucking Seymour. He will. No,
0: when you wouldn't. You'd get,
1: they'll put glasses on him and they'll be like, "Isn't Lin Manuel Miranda such a such a dork?" Yeah,
0: he won't get Lin. And Miranda. Scarlett
1: Johansson as freaking <laughs> <he. laughs> as Audrey. It's Audrey and the Plant. She plays both of them.
0: Yeah, Audrey too. Yeah, Audrey too yeah. will be who Seth Rogen. Jesus Christ, who would do the vo- No, it wouldn't be Seth. It would be Seth Rogen. Because you need somebody who can actually sing. Because that fucking original performance, who was it that played him? Guy. Mm. I can't remember. Feed me. Mm. Feed me. <laughs> Feed me, see more. Oh, such a good film. All right, your review, Ant.
1: Right. Um right. Let's review Rambo Last Blood.
0: Oh, fuck! Did you watch it? Yeah. How? It's not good. No, it's not. It's not a Rambo film. It's like... Xenophobia the movie. Yeah, I saw
1: someone saying... Oh, they overblew the racism claims and it and the film is literally yeah. anti Mexican propaganda. Yeah. Like fully. Yeah. And there's the I'll, I'll get into the differences. But they um the film is essentially that Rambo, he's gone back to his ranch at the end of the fourth film. That was eleven years ago. Yeah. That's where the fourth film ends.
0: His, his dad died, didn't he?
1: Well it was something like he was going back to the ranch to whatever, fucking ride a horse. Yeah. Um and in that time he's obviously sort of adopted a girl after her mother died and the dad ran off back to Mexico and her grandmother. Well, he's got the grandmother there because she makes nice eggs. Yeah. He loves her eggs. Yeah. Gets all up in her eggs. Um and she's like, "I want to go find my dad. My old friend has told me where my dad is in Mexico." And he's like, he gives her the talk of not going there.
0: Yeah.
1: Without saying Mexico's a war zone, which is what he was said about Burma in Rambo 4. Rambo yeah. 4's great.
0: I like Rambo, Rambo 4, a 4 a lot. Rambo 4's a fantastic yeah.
1: film. There's a key difference between those two films. Yeah, there's that speech, whereas like also-
0: where Julie Benz is going in, and he goes, he goes, God, she's like, Rambo
1: Four's about something that yeah. actually matters, whereas goes, Rambo Five is about, hey, you know the Mexicans are scary, aren't they? All that yeah. like crime, but like the thing, Bosma. She goes to Mexico, she finds her dad. The dad's like, "Get lost, your bitch. I don't like you. Yeah. You look like your mum." There's a little moment where he's like, "You look like your mum. You remind me of her." And then get lost Mm. and then her girl her her friend takes her to a bar and sets her up to get kidnapped by a bunch of prostitution runners and then
0: Rambo spends the next hour or so 30 minutes (sighs) it's not that long it's 30 minutes gets his ass kicked and he goes back to the ranch and he comes back to Mexico no, the last
1: twenty minutes is all the whole is like it, yeah, Home Alone sequence. Tunnels, it's in his tunnels, but, but it's like, about an hour because it's about twenty-five minutes. Because I was watching it, I was, I was keeping track of the time
0: because it's like half an hour. Because he tries to take her back, he buries her, and he's like, "That's like gonna... an hour into the film when she is dies." That like an hour into the film, yeah.
1: You enjoying it so much? I really wasn't. Like, but, yeah, yeah, he goes there, gets his ass kicked. Paz Vega rescues him. Like, there's like they could have done some little things that could have made it slightly less horrible. Which like. They could have done something where, like, the girl's dad, maybe he told her to get lost because he knows he's a mess up and would be bad for her. Yeah. But when he finds out she's been kidnapped, he helps Rambo. You know, in Paz Vega, they could have been like, well, Rambo's kicked all this ass. Maybe she could help him take down the last one. And you could have Rambo, this guy with a beard, whoever he is, probably played by some TV actor, I don't know. Mm. Um, And you could have had, like, something where not all Mexicans are bad. Some of them are fighting back. But Mexicans aren't Mexico's lovely. And like they've got crime problems, but like not so literally. America. As soon as you pass the border, like there's that sequence where she's driving; it's all like love, idyllic, lovely, idyllic countryside and stuff. Yeah, it's like Montana. And as soon as she passes the border, it's like <laughs> the buildings are destroyed. There's guys on the street smoking drugs, watching her go past. There's like frigging crime everywhere. Entire bus She
0: gets out just needles in.
1: <laughs> it's just like there's stuff. Like when when he lures them back, and it gives you the long shots of um, the border wall, and they'll sneak under the border. Because you couldn't have them just bribe their way past the border guard because that would make the American troopers look bad. Um, And then that whole final sequence is just, like, I get what they're going for because it's one of the few things in the film that makes sense is Rambo's PTSD. He's building tunnels like the Viet Cong soldiers in Mm. Vietnam and stuff and he uses a lot of Viet Cong tactics.
0: I I also read it as he's, like, trying to escape, basically.
1: Yeah, his tunnels is just to drown out the sounds Mm. in his head, isn't it? Um, but he lets the girl have a party down there, which is like him opening up a little bit, which is further than Rambo's ever got before. Mm. Um, but the fact the whole final bit is just like traps, gore, violence, people being it's blown like... apart, like, and then he, no, I mean, just, but there's, there's one thing with this film is that we got a different version to the rest of the world. All the English speaking countries got this version mm. and all the non English speaking v- countries got a version that has a 10 minute pre sequence at the start where Rambo's a bounty man for hire. He's, like, fighting... He's a mercenary for hire who helps people. So, like, someone's been kidnapped and he helps him fight get this guy's wife back oh. at the start. And there's a whole sequence where he's fighting American guys who have kidnapped some guy's wife and yeah. there's a mudslide and stuff. And then it cuts back.
0: Oh, right! That's okay. why at the
1: start he comes back and he's all, like, a bit traumatised by stuff because doing that mission's messed up his PTSD, mm. which is why he has that PTSD attack at the start. And then he's riding his horse and that's where the film... That's where our film kicks off. Yeah, it
0: starts off with a flood, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: but that's all cut from the versions of the film we got. It's in the Spanish and Mexican one, and stuff like that, just to make sure he doesn't hate Mexicans. He was fighting American guys at the start.
0: One of the things that really (laughs) irritates me is that there are a bunch of like different spec scripts for this, and I remember reading, there's a Rambo where he takes on an alien, which sounds outlandish. There's a
1: genetically engineered creature Mm. by the government. yeah,
0: And that, Script is really decent. Like, it doesn't need to be a Rambo film for it to be something they make. It could yeah. be a new predator film. It like, could be
1: an expendables film.
0: But, like, the problem with this is that the other script. So, this is actually a combination of three different films that they wanted to make. Yeah, there was so, like some other script they brought, and they. tons of other scripts they yeah. bought. And one of them was really interesting. He was actually taking on the coyotes, not the people traveling over the border. But mm. apparently there was something to do with the Americans and the Mexican coyotes were working together to get people to come over thinking that they were going to get like a better life in America to sneak over. Mm. Instead, what they were doing is they were immediately putting in trucks, drugging them and then cutting them up for organs and then dumping the bodies mm. and making it look like cartel kills. And Rambo ends up ends up having the coyotes try and come yeah, over his But the his director land.
1: wanted to shoehorn some racism in there.
0: That's all it is. Do you know what it, other it, film he directed?
1: What? That film with Mel Gibson, the one that has multiple names, uh, "How I Spent My Summer."
0: Oh, the one where he's in a Mexican jail.
1: Yeah, uh, get the Gringo was the other name yeah. they gave it, wasn't it? That's actually not a bad film. Same, same director. Oh right, what's his thing with Mexico?
0: Well, no, that's really fucking irritating. Well, that's kind of the point. That film is indicative of a natural prison system in Mexico because mm. they do have prisons where it's essentially like the doors, the doors are sealed. But your family can come and live with you. Like you can have like, and essentially they have like apartment buildings where people can live in there with their family if they're mm. rich enough. And it's like this whole thing in Mexico where it's a, it's an older system where essentially like people were being, people were being put away for minor crimes or like, you know how like it's a misdemeanor to cross the border without ID. It's not a crime in the, in the traditional sense. It's essentially a fine anywhere else. It'd be yeah. like, be like if one of us pressed the fire alarm button in a panic on like a lift. But there was no issue. You know, it's like 20 quid. Or like getting on a train without buying a ticket. 25 quid. That's kind of what it is to cover the border in America. Um, So, like, the whole idea was that people would get caught and the American system would say, they need to serve this amount of time. And for us to be happy, we need to make sure they serve it in your country. Because we don't want to pay for these prisoners. So they built these prisons where they could essentially, for misdemeanor crimes, they could live there if they had enough money. Their family could move in, live with them. Mm. They could still actually go to work in some of them. So it was, like, managed that well. In that film, they sleep on the floor, it's all dirty, and it's stupid, and it's bad. And like, But the script's written by a Mexican bloke who actually went to one of those prisons, went to one of the worst ones, that's now shut down, um, and the director just blew it over the top. But, like, lots of the characters in that, lots of the dialogue in that are still from the original script, and they're actually pretty yeah, good.
1: Yeah, the same director. He's done a couple of other things. There's also the whole thing, um, the sequence that was cut from the start, it features a bit where he gets back and... He talks about um, his father used to sit in the rocking chair out the front all the yeah, time. He's and at the end of the film, you just get that sequence. And at the end of Rambo, after he's done the whole thing, he sits down in a rocking chair and rocks about. Yeah. And they cut together. Like, a freaking end credits where it starts playing clips from the previous films. as and if, I was just like. As if this has offered any sort of closure
0: to yeah, the series. I was so fucked off with that. Because I was like, I could have watched any of those films. Yeah. Like, I own them all on Blu rack. Rambo
1: 2, man. Rambo 2's great. The first round with the. Okay, the f- third one's ropey, but
0: the third one's super ropey. But yeah, it's, it's a it's lot eighties action movie. But so it brings up a lot, lot. of questions because it's mm. the closest we've got to an actual, an actual document of what the Americans were doing yeah. over there. Um, but yeah, no, like even Rambo four though, because
1: this is the difference with Rambo four. Because Rambo four is like super violent, just like this one gets yeah. at the end. But the difference with Rambo four is is that it's like it's not vilifying the Burmese people; it's vilifying the military. That you know. Victimize the Burmese people. Yeah. Like the film starts with them torturing um, villagers and blowing them up and making them run through minefields and stuff like
0: that. It also says a lot about people going over and trying to force agendas via religion. Yeah, there's a whole
1: thing where it's like, oh, you think you Americans can go over there and just like, yeah. you know, bring Christianity and fix everything? It's not like that's that. Like,
0: that's who's being prosecuted, you fucking idiots. Yeah. Like, you going over... That's what Rambo says. Like, are you taking anything but Bibles? And they say, no, we're we're just taking Bibles and the word of our Lord. And he goes, you ain't changing nothing. Yeah. Because those Christians are there. Like, it's really interesting. Like, I really like um, Rambo 4, and I think that it, it doesn't get... It, people don't really talk about this very much, but there's that scene where they're going to save the, the, the um, Christians in the camp, mm. and it's all night... It's shot so you can see everything that's going on. You don't miss a beat. You know where people are... Like, it's extraordinary. And you take that sequence and you look at something like the end of Rambo, Last Blood. Half that underground shit, you don't know what the fuck's going on. It's either too dark... It's all just like... Or CGI. Digital
1: limbs getting cut off. There's a bit where, like, three blades come down on the guy's head and it's like a... Thing, and it's just... (sighs) They also cut out the bit at the start where he's playing the doors to... When, when he's working. Oh, um... yeah, he's playing the doors, and that, but that's like he plays that at the end of the film through the speakers. Yeah, yeah. There's like, like there's a whole ten minute sequence that's missing from yeah because the see, film. I, when that I adds a bunch of context. Like,
0: I watched this, so I rented this on iTunes US, mm. so I saw my one had. The rescue in the beginning, where it was the flooding mounting, and they had the horse, and well, I like,
1: probably released like a director's cut probably. version of it, which is just that's the only thing that's different is that first ten minutes.
0: Yeah, they had the horse thing where he's saving people, and someone got lost, and he mm. his PTSD kicked back in. Um, they had the sequence where he's working down there with the music blaring because the girl goes down, and she's like, yeah, because the, Amer- the,
1: the American version of the film starts with him riding his horse and like saving those, people. and then he goes down into the tunnels and starts digging. Oh, you get okay. a little bit of the PTSD thing.
0: Okay, no, no. Mine. But the whole
1: the whole bit where he's rescuing the guy's wife and they he ties her to himself. I haven't
0: seen that. That that wasn't in and the. There's version a mudslide I and shit. Yeah. I saw the mudslide.
1: Yeah, they probably. I think they show a bit at the start where he's like with a horse, but there's like a whole ten minute sequence missing from the All film. Right.
0: Yeah, mine had yeah. there was a mudslide. There's nothing to do with like shooting. Like, there's no Americans. <laughs> there's no bounty hunting shit. Basically, he gets a call in the version I saw where they're like, "We know you know the mountains. Can you go and help us rescue these people?" And he's like. I can't guarantee I'm going to bring anyone back. Mm. And they're like, we don't need you to bring them back. We just need you to point us in their direction. Mm. And he's riding through and he's yeah, like, that's, that's take- probably the extra thing. Is yeah. that what it is? Okay. He's yeah. doing
1: something like rescue work and stuff. Like No,
0: basically they're just, they know he's like a bit of a hermit. Like yeah. the rumor is that he's been walking around the woods and stuff. And just like, that's basically what he does. He does the trails. And he says that I find it peaceful up there. And he's mm. like, well, now's about the time we use that knowledge that you've got. And like, that's a good sequence. The only problem yeah. is that the water is all digital. Yeah. The scenery well, is because you the remember like, like
1: seven hundred years old.
0: The one, the one really rocky part cold. of Rambo Four is when the nuke goes off, and you see him running through the trees and it's Rambo all just Rambo Four. Nuke? Is it a nuke or is it just a bomb? There's no nuke in Rambo Four. He hits a bomb and it fucking levels half the forest. Yeah, bombs will do that. Oh right, so it's just a bomb. Yeah, but it looks like a nuke because it's got like a cloud and it like fucking pushes. Yeah, nuclear up and bombs back.
1: don't just make the reason you get a mushroom cloud when an explosion goes it's off is because it
0: goes in because the explosion's happened yeah, and the it air goes has been out and then it comes up. back in. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's nothing to do with being nukes. It's just any bomb.
0: Oh right, okay. No, I didn't realize <laughs> any bomb was... of a large
1: enough size will do that. Sort oh of stuff. okay.
0: See, I didn't realize that. I thought the bombs depending it on there the impact. There'd be a nuke and, in Burma. Yeah. What? Why would there be a nuke in Burma? Yeah. Uh, why would Rambo be in Burma?
1: Because Rambo wasn't in Burma, he was in Thailand. <laughs> um, he was trying to stay out of it. He was just fishing and minding his own business and yeah, sailing his true. little boat. And then a bunch of British SAS types come along and they're all like, what's he do? I don't know why he not Is and it Mitavish? Like, yeah, um, so, is it Soak Matavish from a yeah. freaking thingy? Yeah, and um, is it Matthew McFadden's sniper God, kid? For, yeah. yeah.
0: God, I might watch Rambo 4 again. Yeah, such a really good, decent It's thing. good.
1: I got it with my PS3. Did you? Night. Yeah, it came I bundled probably- with
0: it. I bought the Rambo Special Edition box set yeah. and it's like it looks like an armor like you know, like one of the little metal cases for Ammo, oh. but it's actually not. It's cardboard and you open it up and it's got one of those really awkward cardboard yeah, you know, like we yeah. open it up and it's a cross shape, it's fucking terrible.
1: Yeah, but Rambo Lost Blood. It's not good. No, terrible. No. no. Rambo 4's a better end.
0: I hope there's never another Rambo film. Yeah. Because whoever like Sylvester Stallone Couldn't have read that script And seen the same thing There was talk
1: of doing A prequel film years ago Where it yeah, was going to be was. Set in Vietnam But you don't need that No
0: Because no. we know Rambo was in Vietnam.
1: That's like all that talk That keeps coming up About doing a Die Hard prequel No 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 Do
0: you hear that they were Going to do a Lethal Weapon prequel No
1: don't do that either Like None of that None of that Do a Loaded Weapon 1 prequel or just a of Weapon 2. No, just of Weapon 0. Is that Emilio
0: Estevez and Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah,
1: but have Emilio Estevez and Samuel L. Jackson replies their roles. Yeah. But it's like a prequel. Like
0: Wet Hot American Summer? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ten years old. Yeah. Well, 30 years older by this point. Loaded Weapon 1 is good. Anyway, anyway, you review something that's not Rambo Last Blood. Oh, I'm
0: definitely going to review something that's not... Rambo
1: I'm the re- TV series. The animated series. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm going to review Man of Medan.
1: Man of Medan
0: Man of Medan so this is the latest from the people that made um, that made what was that game Jesus Christ Until Dawn Until Dawn that was it um, which I played on YouTube all the way through. I've got a recording. It's actually one of the only videos I've got on YouTube is a recording me playing all the way through. Um, until Dawn... got
1: everyone killed, wasn't it?
0: No, I saved everyone. Um, until Dawn was a really good game and I really liked it. I liked the um, characters. A lot of the recognisable actors were, were good to see them in, in like a video game. And the technology behind it was pretty impressive. Like, it was what I imagined Indigo Prophecy would be like if it matched my expectations when I was like, what, 14? And that came out. Fourteen, yeah. How, when For was that? Two thousand six. Jesus, is it two thousand six that came out? God. So i have been seventeen. Friggin Sorry, babies. Um. So yeah. So disgusting. It's one of those. It's one of those weird things because they've they've gone on to make this, and I don't I like. I I don't know if I've told this story, but I met the group of people that made Until Dawn. Um. I had a few drinks with them, and they're really interesting guys, and they were really excited about Until Dawn coming out, and the whole idea of the game was, was something that they were really interested in. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay, so I just had like, I, I had like a really, really weird idea, but ha- have you considered DLC? And they were like, oh yeah, we're going to do DLC. We're going to use these same characters and we're going to hopefully get the same actors back and then do different scenarios. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, um, I don't know if anyone has ever thought of this, but like, you could, you could, are you going to sell the DLCs as individual experiences or you could do like a season passing? like, we don't know. Sony have got all the plans. You know, we've talked to them. We've said, Oh, we and you're do claiming it. that you gave no, them no, no, the no idea no, 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 for no man no, of modality? No. No. I said at the time that it would be really great if they, because he, they, they, they sort of saw it as like a B movie. Like, mm. that was kind of the point, is it was meant to be like one of those, schlocky 90s slightly elevated above the norm, but it's like a 90s horror movie with like an 80s tinge because you got monsters you got murders you got that you know yeah. um and i said look that very much comes from the game you could always make you could always make it so like it's almost like the cheesy sequels but they're not sequels you know like halloween free to halloween and so on and so forth and then like you could do like you know instead of dlc you buy a ticket to each of the films and then you get that dlc that was my idea They've not done that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that in any way I influenced what has happened, but I really liked that idea. Like, I think that that is a better idea than what's happened because they've done this, the dark anthology Uh where it's basically the man of Dan* is episode one of the dark mythology. There's another one coming through anthology. Sorry. There's another one coming out soon. That's all about witches and they're different casts for every single game. Which means that production time must be up, but a different cast for every single game. That instead of it being Peter Stormare, who was psychiatrist in the first one, um, you've just got this English bloke who's sort of taking you through what's happening, and in between large chunks of the game, he'll come through and he'll go, "Oh, you've done very well to get everyone through this. Would you like a hint as to where?" You... And he'll give you a cryptic hint, and it won't really come into it because when you're playing the game, it's QTEs and movement and stuff, so you won't really think. Oh, I've got to remember, the white rabbit runs around the shrubbery at the beginning of dawn. Remember that? Remember that? Keep that in here. It's like, where the fuck is dawn? <laughs> like, it's one of those things. But anyway, so the game itself, the idea is that you are um, initially playing as two World War II soldiers who are just, just coming back from a uh, brief amount of time on shore leave on land in um, what looks to be a Japanese, potentially Korean, um, sort of uh, harbour. Where you, um where you sort of your interaction you tell them? the difference. Well, I don't know the names of places. So I don't want to assume.
1: There would be Japanese text or Korean text. A very different. I languages. can't remember if
0: Jap- Japan were against America in.
1: Korea was an were entirely an different war.
0: No, but in World War Two, Japan were against us. Korea were an ally, weren't they? Or were Korea against us as well? well I can't I remember. remember. I wasn't there. No, nor can I. That's why I don't want to say anything. Yeah. Uh, but basically, yeah. So there, um, they're, there's two World War Two soldiers, and they're they're on. Like, they're on shore leave in a foreign foreign city. Um, they have a great time and they get back on the boat and they're talking about something that happened. One of them has a black eye and he's not feeling very well. And it plants the idea that instead of it Stop being... Stop throwing a, up in your mouth. I'm not throwing up in my mouth. Instead of ghosts haunting a place, like... Instead of a ghost haunting a house, like in The Grudge, a ghost will haunt an item. So an Ooh. item will have an essence, an aura That's to it. That's a Japanese thing. Yeah. Japanese yeah, objects have souls. Um, so, so basically what's happened is these guys have brought something back on the ship and they're now being haunted by this little boy and w- they wake up and you sort of you explore the ship and everyone's dead and this little boy's running around and then you die, smash cut, you're now in the present day and it's a bunch of people that have found a World War II bomber that's crashed and you're exploring that bomber and then that exploration of that and you potentially taking items off of there or interacting with that wreck have caused the boat to appear again as if the spirits are connected to the items that you've messed like with. Like Ghostbusters too. A bit like Ghostbusters 2. When the too. Titanic yeah. arrives. Better late than never. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like that concept in itself is interesting. The problem is that Until Dawn worked a lot better because it didn't really have tank controls in the traditional sense. Instead, what it did was where the camera angle went, you would then move in that direction. And it would usually reset for you in quite a fluid way. So if you were moving between scenes, you wouldn't have like a massive recalibration every time. You would continue on with the same fluid movement that you were originally in. And your mind wouldn't have any issues with that. You wouldn't have any issues sort of recalibrating yourself to move around. In this, it's not tank controls, but it might as well be. Like, you cut from scene to scene. So, say you're going down a corridor, and the camera is behind you, and you get to the end of the corridor and you step out, suddenly the camera will be in front of you and angled down towards you, and you pressing up, like which would be forward in the other scenario, would suddenly be backwards, so your character will turn around and start going down the corridor again. And so every time you move from scene to scene, if it's not following you in a tracking shot or if it's not staying with you in that same position behind you, then you will have to reset or recalibrate yourself to then control as if you're in that scene rather than you're following the direction you were previously going. Which kind of fucks you mm-hmm. up a lot. And it's weird weird. it was that solved in
1: the PS1 era. That's why I you mean, had well, Resident Evil tank controls in the first place. Yeah. People but, um, keep moaning about the tank controls in Resident Evil, but you'd moan even more if every time you ran through a you know, camera change... It changed the direction. direction. Yeah, Yeah.
0: That's basically what this does. Um, which kind of ruins it a little bit, but other than that, there's no major complaints. <laughs> it looks really beautiful. It's free on Game Pass. It's a survival horror game, so I shouldn't really complain because there's so few of them nowadays. There's a million of them. Like, actual big budget survival horror. What we have we had? Resident Evil 3.
1: If you never played Minecraft, zombies on. <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, so, I mean, I'm enjoying it, but it's, it's not really a great experience because of the controls and also the story itself, like, It's very much a game that should be telling you a little bit, but it's just showing you stuff and expecting you to connect the dots. But it's that kind of thing where it's like, hey, you remember that story at the beginning? That means a lot more to this plot than you'd think. And it's like, that was like 20 minutes. And that was two hours ago. What was I meant to get from that? It's like, well, here comes the combat again. You're like, this combat's fucking like basically. You got
1: to in- stop drinking so much gin when you're playing games. You can't remember two
0: hours ago. So yeah. combat, combat in this basically is that you've got a recticle and you move it. And a and, Yeah, you move the recticle and then it comes up with a QT. So it's like R two L two, depending on the first or what action you're doing. You sort of, you don't do that any more than say two seconds at the beginning is like a mini game where it's like a training dummy. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then that's it. You're done. And then like, like I said, two hours in, you're suddenly like, someone's like, well, quickly watch out. And then it's like, Oh, I press X, I dodged it. I press Y, I dodged it. Now you've got a combat sequence. You're like, Oh fucking hell. And you drag it and you hit the button and you're like, Oh, I just about made that because now they've introduced this idea that everything has timing because in the beginning, when you're doing that dummy thing, you get so much time. It's really loose of it. As soon as you get like the actual the actual process in the real game, you get like two seconds. So it's like, quick, hit it! Fucking do him in! And you're like, oh, okay, well, this wasn't really set as an expectation earlier. Um, but yeah, all in all, it's fine. It's, it's just fine. It's not really enough for anyone who's not already interested in this to jump on. And it's not really like bad enough that I'd say that anyone who's interested in the genre of survival horror to avoid. But, you know, that's life. Uh I give it a this <sighs> like a hard one because it's I'm gonna give it a Ben Stiller. Sometimes it can be incredible and like those are the very best moments, but a lot of the time it's just throwing out shit. It's like just doing the bare minimum to, you know, keep you on.
1: Ben Stiller is a treasure of I, the film industry. I, I One of I our greatest like, writers, producers, feel like directors. I'm
0: talking to a fan of Envy.
1: You, have you got a problem with Starsky and Hutch? Yes. Really, I saw that in a preview. I saw it before it came out. Really? Yeah, went to a special screening before it came out. And me and my mate, me and Paul, we were like going, going, do it, do it, like oh, a week before everyone it. else was. Do it. that's Everyone else was like, what are you going on about? That was fucking. And intriguing. then a week later, they all knew.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Because everyone did it. I like the Starsky and Hutch. I like the game on the PS2 as oh, well. Oh, the game's great. Yeah, because it's like a shit version of Lucky and Wild.
0: Yeah. That didn't really have very good gun combat. In fact, I had the worst gun combat. You're a gun combat. You're a Jim Carter. What? Are you done now? Yeah.
1: Jesus Christ, man! Take just freaking your review. Freaking Ten hours, God. Right, I'm going to review Knives Out because I've, you know, I've got much else to talk about. I saw Knives Out; it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. This is like um, it was like a Poirot thing, but then it sort of shifts in a different direction for a while, and then pulls back into being your your murder mystery. Yeah. it is a murder mystery. It is, but it it does some plot twistery stuff that. Takes it in a direction these usually don't go. Um you know, like how like Midsummer Murders usually has a lot more time for the people rather than just mm. the detective. It's like that, but not insufferable and horrible, um and boring as shit.
0: I like that it's
1: It's always the fucking one of the priests in Midsummer yeah, Murders. It
0: is. I like the fact that one of the things that, that um Knives Out wasn't afraid to do is it's a little bit silly. Yeah, it's, it's grounded, fun. but it's a little bit silly. It's great. I like I like that. There was just it's
1: good. It's a really good cast. I like the you psychological Christopher Plummer. And Christopher
0: Plummer is superb.
1: Freaking Jamie Lee Curtis and and freaking Lakeith Steinfeld's in it. He's
0: amazing. He's yeah. amazing. This
1: and you got Daniel Craig should do more comedy. Daniel Craig. He's a miserable fucker.
0: He is astounding. <laughs> like the whole cast. Like you mm. can't. I couldn't say that one single person is bad in this. Yeah. I think Tony Collett maybe plays up a bit too much, but. In all honesty, she's kind of superfluous to the plot, anyway. I don't think you needed her as like a character in it.
1: Nah, yeah, go have her. She's the hanger-on. They're all various types of hanger-on. Yeah, they're all
0: basically all different types I mean, of leech.
1: The the films the films about how truth and honesty will win out against racism and friggin' inherited friggin'
0: What well, no? The stuff the, in the end is literally about it's, that. It's about it's about someone someone regretting their life and knowing that you know. They have to make amends for it, and the only way they can make amends for that is by making a decision that the
1: film's literally, literally about how immigrants will take the place if racists can't stop fighting amongst themselves. If they keep squabbling for their scraps and keep taking the money that they don't really earn, the entire thing—the
0: the, the last but shot Jamie of the film—and Don Johnson are both independently wealthy of what's going they're on.
1: They're not, they. It's mentioned throughout the film that her business she self started was yeah. money that she Oh, got yeah, from no, I know
0: she got money initially. Her but...
1: husband, Dodd Johnson, doesn't actually ever work. He just lives off the money uh, okay. from that. Like, they're all various degrees of people who are yeah, hanging on all to various wealth. Various
0: degrees of leech. Like, yeah. And they're all, well, that's that's not entirely, entirely all true. All of them are
1: dishonest. They're all double crossing. you have one
0: yeah. character who's not dishonest and is forced to do bad things because of her mother, and that's Tony Collette's daughter. She wasn't forced.
1: She was forced. No, she wasn't. She she basically makes the phone call because she knew if she did it, they'd have the money back.
0: That's only because her mother lied to her. She was told that if she didn't get that money, but the whole time her mum had been conning it the It didn't old man. take much
1: for her to be manipulated into
0: it. To, the it. scene is shot so that she is a victim. Mm. Like, it pans round, and she's having that phone call, trying to sound sincere, but coming across as passive. And it's the entire family looming over her, making sure she does the thing. Yeah. That's not someone doing something of their own volition. That's... She did it on purpose. She's no. just as
1: bad as the rest of them.
0: No, she didn't. That's why that's why she's the only person who comes across as actually having and she just wants to get high and go to school. And her mother fucked that all up for her. Like yeah. that's why I say Tony Collette's like a superfluous character, because her daughter is a victim as much as as much as um What's the name of the woman? Mara. There? Mara.
1: So you haven't paid attention. She's
0: a victim as much as Mara is because her school is fucked by the fact her mother got greedy and then started double dipping. Mm. If she didn't do that, her daughter would have gone to school, gone on to do something, and nothing would have changed. The problem is that the mum is the lecherous person. That's why the daughter's meant to be sympathetic as well. The daughter hangs out with her head, like, like basically just Mar- uh, Mara and who's the woman that helps them? I can't remember, the, the help lady, the yeah, maid. She hangs out with those two because she doesn't like the family. She wants mm. to distance herself from it. But Chris Evans is a fucking revelation in this. Yeah, standard Chris Evans being an arsehole. He's so good. He plays an arsehole all He's good at being an so fucking good
1: in this. But no, I, like, I like the film. I like that it doesn't like it doesn't stick strictly to that whole it thing. It's like there comes a point like like 30 minutes into the film. Where it sort of gives you the answer, yeah, but then the film goes in a different direction and it turns into like a sort of reverse of the who done it, where you're trying to find an escape route, as it were. But you're rooting for her because I... she doesn't deserve. She's not, you know, she's not really to blame. I think, or pro- is she? Oh, what happens? Oh, spooky! I think the
0: story itself wasn't. The story itself is just a bog standard murder mystery, and mm. then it turns out that someone that we're following is somehow involved. But at no point during the film did I think she did it. Or any of the leads that we were pointed to did it. I always thought that it could be any one of them and it was kind of a clue situation. Like they were Mm. saying, it wasn't until the last 40 minutes you sort of get the idea that someone did do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that they cleverly shot it and wrote it. So you get the feeling that she keeps doing stuff because she thinks she's the killer but she didn't kill him. It's I kept, Spoiling the I, entire
1: film for people. I
0: did keep thinking that it was a fake knife. Because you know the line at the beginning, it's like he couldn't tell a real knife from a it fake
1: one. That's the payoff later.
0: I know, but I thought Christopher Plummer was actually still alive. I thought that was going to be the payoff. Like, they didn't With know... Blood everywhere. Yeah, I know, but like, you can fake that. He was a murder mystery writer. Like, the whole thing the is... blood that...
1: squirted across the room and got on a shoe. <laughs> you
0: still fake it.
1: Yeah? <laughs> yeah, did he have the time to set up yeah. a pump?
0: You'd have that ready if you found him. that yeah.
1: fucking awful. I did like that. Because I saw some people saying, no, oh, what part of the whole gag of the film is that Benoit Blanc's actually a bad detective. He's not a bad detective. No. He's absent-minded. He's a little bit sort of not... Sometimes he loses focus, but he's like taking in everything. He's like Poirot. Yeah. Um, but better and, than that film they did The Murder on the Orient Express recently. I didn't watch
0: that. Good. One of the things I really like about Benoit Blanc but he, is... But he
1: has the clue right from the very start that like something... Wasn't yeah. quite right. It picks bits up, and it's like a little piece of tension throughout the film. That every now and again you get reminded of this, like little thing of evidence that no one's found yet. Yeah. And then by the end of the film, it's like, oh, he already spotted it, but he was just like seeing where this would head. I really, <laughs> I love, it. love the fact. The only thing I love the fact is that the initial police answer is the correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just that there's a whole shit ton of stuff behind. Well, it. yeah,
0: there's other stuff. That yeah. Happened. Like it technically, I think that it does fall under murder what happens well
1: he doesn't get arrested for murder at the end do you? not for Who that does? murder yeah he gets a yeah. different murder but
0: he admits to it that's the problem yeah. he admits to it in front of police they haven't rights have they it doesn't
1: matter you don't, that's not actually a real thing do they you they don't know? have to do it no you get that read at the police station uh. Um. but no the, the way everything's all set up little tiny details in there with stuff like you know um, when Chris, um, Chris Evans walks in and he's called, uh, was it Rome? Ransom? Not ran- Ransom, Yeah, but they. Um, Hi there, Ransom. They said only the help calls me Hugh, and it's like this little yeah. throwaway line. Ah, cool. It's full of these tiny little throwaway details that, like, they pay off later. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's the videotape, something. the magnet. That house they're in as well. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the same house they use for um, Wayne Manor in Gotham. There's a bit where they're in the room with the old with the granny, and I swear that's the room that friggin it's a bit small it's the same I swear it's the exact same room from Gotham
0: maybe
1: the room that the granny sits in that's got the two big sets of windows a bookshelf at the end fireplace at the other it's quite a big room yeah it's not that small where Benoit Blanc sits and tries to interview her and she says nothing Um, actually
0: you might be right yeah
1: I swear that's the room that friggin the kid from Gotham sits sat in constantly Bruce Wayne because he never leaves that room there's a kitchen every now and again but otherwise, he spends his whole day in this one living room. It doesn't even have That's a games console. That's he does con- training in there, isn't doesn't it? even have a games console in there. That's where he does training like, in there. What the hell kind of 10 to 18-year-old as he is in this series Yeah, stays in a living room all that time?
0: God. He'd be
1: in his bedroom having a
0: wank. I really like noise Out. But yeah, Nose out
1: is great. Um, just, Yeah, just watch it. It's a film. phenomenal came out cast a year ago. as well. You can watch it now.
0: Absolutely phenomenal cast.
1: Yeah. It's got frigging uh, Michael Shannon
0: in it. Michael Shannon, who apparently he's really good friends with Chris Evans now. Uh, like he's apparently really funny. Probably Kiss, I reckon. Oh, well, maybe. But um, yeah. apparently, Michael he Shannon would... is fucking hilarious. Like, yeah,
1: Michael Shannon's got does loads of comedy stuff. Yeah. Like, not often, but you don't see it too often because it tends to be like the films that you forget def- don't pay attention to. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's been around for years, Michael Shannon. He has. He was in Groundhog Day. Yeah. That was his first film? Wasn't it? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Don't know. Yeah. Well. Uh, it's quality, quality stuff. I saw really. people complaining that the sequel's not going to have the same cast. And I'm like, well, how many times do you want them yeah, to? Yeah, no, you just want Benoit Blanc. <laughs> like, if one of that member of that family got murdered, would you give a shit?
0: I want it to be Lakeith Stanfield just gives him a call and says, like, I've got a weird murder. And then it's yeah. like, do-do-do-do-do-do. See oh, him on a
1: train. Do the next one on a train. Wow. Oh, that'd be great.
0: I really fucking... I love...
1: <laughs> let's, do, let's do freaking Snowpiercer. Yeah. He's in Snowpiercer.
0: Get Chris Evans back. Yeah. Um. I really fucking... I, I love, love the scene. babies. Love the scene where um she drives him back towards the Manic. So, like, we've got to go back. We've got new evidence. We've got to go talk to the family. Hmm. And as she's driving him back, she obviously stops to go and talk to the informant and, like, everything else. Yeah. So the whole time he's in his car with his iPod, iPod yeah. touch. Listening to a song, getting really into it, and it's just this this really natural, really throw because he's not looking at anything because he sings, he's really into the song. And then like an ambulance pulls up behind him, and he goes, and it takes him for a second, and he's still singing, it, and he looks up and he goes, "Oh God damn it!" <laughs> and, like, it's such a natural reaction. I've never <laughs> seen someone act that. So because most of the time in films it's so over the top, but in this it is literally I just the like,
1: "Oh fuck!" Classical sequence where she's leading them through the woods and yeah. trying to hide the footprints. And he's so, like, he's don't like, step
0: on there. What? Sorry. What? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And you see him in the background, she picked up the bit of wood yeah, broke and broke off and froze it. Froze it. <laughs> yeah,
0: fucking hell. Like, it's so good. It is yeah. really, really good. And I love, I genuinely love the end. Like And like any film where someone's like, ha ha, I've got to wait with it. It was, and then it's just like, it's just like, oh, by the way. And then like, because in this, there's there's a very natural way that they, they spin it for you. And I saw it coming as soon as the phone call happens. Hmm. And I, I'm not being specific about this in any way, shape, or form to avoid spoiling it for people that haven't seen it yet. But as soon as that phone call happens, I was like, "Oh, I know what's going on." Yeah, I know what's going you on. twigged, well done. Yeah, yeah. I um, I knew exactly what's going on because I didn't. I didn't pick up on the clue that you mentioned earlier. I was one of those people. I was
1: suspicious I, when she said yeah.
0: when when stuff happens. It's you, and I was like, ah.
1: Yeah, there's there's certain things that I. Picked up on. I picked up on the grand saying, "Oh, ransom's back again." Yeah, is that you again? And I was I like, picked again? up on that because I <laughs>
0: thought that. Yeah, I had. I had. I had a belief that it, but it might have been Michael Shannon, hmm. based on some bits and pieces throughout. Because they do very, very clearly they set up that he is pissed off and like he's fed up and like he's he's very much the person who has the most to lose in all of this. <laughs> Like, he is the person who is the biggest leech of the family because he can't do anything himself. That's kind of the interesting thing about Michael Shannon's character is he is such a leech because he can't do anything by himself. The only money he can make is off of his father's estate. He can't do anything with his father's estate because he doesn't own the rights. He only manages the rights. And any decision goes for his dad. And they're like, we've released in 42 countries. And the dad's line is, I've released in 42 countries. You're yet to write your first novel. And he goes he goes, Why would I write when we've already got a writer in the family? And it's like it's very clearly like you're useless. You know? And he's got the moon boot on the whole film, but it doesn't really explain why he's got a moon boot. He's just so weak that he's breaking all over the place. Yeah. It's just a fantastic character. Is it, one of my favorites is Michael Shannon. And I fucking love his interaction with Ranson, where he's like, Why don't you have another cookie? And he's and Ranson it it that fantastic scene where he's like, Eat shit, shit, eat shit, shit, eat, shit, shit eat shit, eat shit, eat shit. It's like, oh, I eat shit. I will not eat shit. And like on some stuff, and you're just smiling, yeah. like, oh. And also, um, also the the. Now I'm going to ask you a question, and you can't lie to me because you just ate a bowl of beans and bratwurst and bread. Mm. And, bread and I'm like, oh, well done, well done. Um, but yeah, just really strong film. I love The Last Jedi, and I'm so glad that he's gone from doing something that was really big and really open to something so precise.
1: Yeah, Ryan Johnson's always done stuff like that. Brothers Bloom, friggin' Looper. Yeah. Brick. Brick's a great Brick's,
0: film. Brick is my favourite film that he's done. Yeah. I
1: like Looper because it's got the bit where Paul Dano dies. And I like the bit where um, when Bruce Willis is given a shit.
0: I like Brick just because it taught me about botulism and also what teenager doesn't know that a brick of cocaine is a thing like the whole film hedges like the titles about that who doesn't know that cocaine comes in bricks cocaine
1: comes in small plastic dolls you melt down
0: not if you go to the right people (laughs) make a house out of the fucking bricks Um, but yeah
1: just do a sequel to um, When Knives Out sequel comes out, and it's like Benoit Blanc teaming up with Joseph oh, Gordon. that' Levitt would actually be really good. Rick. I really enjoy that. Have <laughs> Joseph Gordon let it be like some detective, and they like button heads. Joseph Gordon is like the hardened, yeah, detective. I actually wouldn't mind that. Yeah, yeah. All right, but yeah, it was, it was good stuff that I, I liked. I liked might I'll probably watch it again at some point.
0: Yeah, I've I watched it since I so I went to the cinema to go see it, it was one of the last well. Not one last, it was last year, wasn't it? Well, it was, it was December.
1: It was like November, wasn't it? November, yeah. December it came out. Because I think we got it like a couple of weeks after America, didn't we? Yeah. One I think of... the
0: last film I got to see in the cinema was The Hunt. <laughs> oh, wait, maybe Underwater?
1: I can't remember what I saw last.
0: Yeah. Pfft. Star Wars, probably?
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah. God. I was in Amsterdam. That's the seen. only Star Wars film I've seen only once in the cinema, you? I saw it in Amsterdam.
0: <laughs> I still fucking, I'll never forgive myself for taking space cakes and watching fucking Cats.
1: You see, Jason Derulo thought that Cats was going to be Derulo. a massive hit Milk. and change the world. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's a fucking psychopath. He's so good at that, though. He's probably the best character in it. Yeah. All right. Um, is it my review? Yeah. I'm going to review, since we mentioned Joseph Gordon-Levy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to review his latest streaming hit on Netflix. Streaming shit. Project Power. Oh. And I'm going to ask you a question. Mm. What would you do if someone offered you unlimited power for five minutes?
1: would be a bit of a waste of time. Five minutes is enough to get anything done.
0: Hey, that's not true. Galaxy Quest, we learned that five seconds is enough to make take back one decision, to do something great, to reverse one mistake.
1: Galaxy Quest is a good film. It's though, a great yeah. film.
0: Um, so in Project Power, the idea is that you can take a pill and it unlocks a latent superpower in anyone that takes it. The catch is that you can't choose what superpower you get, and everyone just has one. So if you if you took the pill and suddenly you could climb walls, you could climb walls for five minutes. If you took the pill again, you'd climb walls for five minutes again. You can't change your power. You can't increase the strength of your power. You just literally have that power, right? Okay? There are people with good and bad attributes. So some people will take it and their power will be that they have unlimited kinetic energy. So they could run faster than anyone else or they could punch harder than anyone else. But Mine the problem would be is, that I could piss
1: for five minutes. But
0: the problem is that their bodies can't contain that unlimited energy so they just explode on the spot. Uh. Like uh, there are people that take it and they suddenly are able to shoot fire or they're able to catch fire. But the problem is their body doesn't changed so drastically that it's made to be on fire for that period of time so it's essentially just like their cells are on fire and exploding and they're just like oh great this is me now uh for five minutes anyway and there are other people they take it and they they can they basically can um control ice mm-hmm. the problem is their body again hasn't changed enough for them to you know be able to survive sub zero temperatures so they just start freezing to death it
1: sounds like a bad idea.
0: Well, yeah, it's a super bad idea because it, it's enough that, you know, it's enough that you could use it in a similar way to drugs in other films. So like, you know, how sometimes people take PCP and they say, oh, I thought of six cops because I didn't feel anything. And other people take PSP, PCP and they, sorry, so other people take PCP to the same dosage. They they overdose. They just die. Mm. You know, it's kind of like a—it's a, a metaphor for drugs in general. Using a. But this is little, about
1: how drugs are really cool.
0: No, they aren't. They're not treated cool. In fact, a lot of it is uh, sort of—it's almost like the idea of crack cocaine and and how crack cocaine affected black communities. Like a lot of people said that it was the government producing a drug that was cheap, so they could kill people and they could they could essentially just keep impoverished areas impoverished and yeah, introduce something.
1: Cocaine was a white guy's drug.
0: Yeah, cocaine was a white guy's. Crack is the. Is the synthetic for black folks. That's no, what they always associate with black So folks. crack cocaine is like a synthetic version of that. It's like PCP. Yeah. That's one, I'm, I'm using it. Anyway, so um, so in Powers, okay. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a cop who is fighting these... Essentially, there is one area that's being affected by the drug. It's being provided to drug dealers in the area for free. And it, obviously, drug dealers don't deal with the most savoury characters. So a lot of these people are popping mm. the drug and causing chaos. <gasps> So Joseph Gordon-Levitt finds out, and he basically at some point before we meet him in the film has taken the drug and found out that it gives him hardened skin and increased strength. Right? So, oh, so he
1: just took a Viagra.
0: Yeah, essentially. <laughs> hey. um, so in one of the boom, most boom. in one of the most interesting sequences of the film, someone has taken the pill and they've robbed a bank because their their power is that their skin just gets covered in this weird translucent goose. They can essentially be um, it bends lights. So they can just be invisible. Oh. So they've robbed a bank they're running off for this stuff and Joseph Gordon-Levitt has taken his pill and just before the big chase starts, because they do have like a quite nice little foot chase through the town, he gets shot in the head and what happens is that the bullet, you can see an impact where the bullet hit and his eye actually starts, like where the concussion of the, the concussive force of the bullet hits his body, his eye is still affected and there's blood drifting into just around his pupil. Like he'd been punched in the face really hard, you know, like Mm. where the blood vessels pop. And uh, and that's and that's basically he's he's mostly bulletproof. If he was to take multiple shots, it'd probably kill him. The concussive force still has an effect on his body because again, your body doesn't fully adapt to these. It's not like X Men where your mutation is that your body becomes this thing that's meant to control everything. It's instead just something that you're suddenly introduced. Oh, like to.
1: there's too many downsides to this.
0: Oh, there's so many downsides. That's so silly. So there are two main characters. Joseph Gordon Levitt is one, and he is working with a young girl who is a drug dealer. Who is dealing drugs to pay for her mum's, her mum's medication. She has a cousin named Newt, which is Machine Gun Kelly, who we're introduced to in the beginning. He has given a supply of the drug and told, sell it. This is free to you, but we want you to sell it to people, create a market for it. But you've only got a limited time to do that. As soon as, as soon as I choose or as soon as we're done here, I'm going to withdraw and I'm going to take the drug with me and you won't get any more.
1: Do you know Machine Gun Kelly has a pinfall victory over John Cena? Really? Yeah.
0: I don't care. Anyway. That, word, that shows he's a tough guy. <laughs> anyway. So Machine Gun Kelly is giving it to his to his nephew so that she can sell it on the streets. And she is selling it to, again, make money. She is also happens to be Joseph Gordon-Levitt's dealer. So he's buying most of the stuff that she gets off of her so that he can use it on the streets to fight crime. When he's out on his job, because if there's a superpowered person, he wants to be there, he pops a pill, he goes and he becomes his bulletproof, slightly stronger self, and he goes and he fights the crime to even out the balance, to balance out, mm. you know, everything that's going on. Meanwhile, um, Jamie Fox is a character named the Major. He is an ex-military, uh, he's an ex-military Major, I guess, but he's ex-military and he is searching for his daughter who was kidnapped. His daughter's kidnapping seems to coincide with these powers coming about and these pills being made available, so it seems like he will need to get to the bottom of that to find out where his daughter is. He also interacts with the young drug dealer that's helping Joseph Gordon, young young schoolgirl, and happens to save her a couple of times, and also he, uh, he explains to her what he's doing and why he's doing it, so she helps him as well needless to say they come together to find out the shadowy organisation is releasing the pill into the environment in sort of like a test capacity to find out how they can market it and also to test new strains of it so every time there's going to be a new issue it will be either it will last longer or it will be more refined so there will be less side effects and if someone has a bad power there will be a way of counteracting it basically so that's that's the plot of Project Power right? about 15 minutes about 15 minutes to explain that it's so much more cohesive than bright which is nice it is gory not written by a
1: sex offender it's not
0: written by a sex offender hang on a sec <laughs> it can be quite gory which is really nice because it does feel like um, I was saying to you before the podcast it feels like a, a mid 80s to mid 90s schlocky B movie like if you if you made it back then there probably would be a few effects you couldn't do but for the most part you could tell the same story potentially with the same character uh, same actor well actually no not Joseph Gordon-Levitt but you definitely get Jamie Foxx in there. Um, one of the things I find is Jamie Foxx is, is charismatic as fuck. He's really good. He's really interesting and he does what he can with the script. But the script is often quite crap. That's the biggest problem is the dialogue and the pacing. And also, they introduced the idea that... What? What's up?
1: You know if the guy who wrote this wrote a film called Solomon Grundy in 2011.
0: 2012. Oh.
1: About an imaginary friend called Solomon Grundy. Oh. Uh, that's um, disappointing. He also wrote a film called Solomon Grundy in
0: 2009. Oh, so a maybe he wrote a short story short and then, yeah. Um So anyway, so one of the biggest, one of the most interesting things is uh, Machine, Gun's, Machine Gun Kelly, Kelly's character is named Newt. Newt. And when he is first introduced into the story, he's just shown as Machine Gun Kelly. He's like, yo, I sell your drugs. My name's Newt. And they're like, okay, cool. Sell our drugs, Newt. And then J- Jamie Foxx turns up and he's like, hey, I've heard your name's Newt and you sell power. I want to buy some. And Machine Gun Kelly goes, yo, show me your hands. And he's like, okay, here are my hands. He's like, okay, you've not got a gun. Come in. And he comes in and Machine Gun Kelly reveals that his face has been burnt, like horribly burnt. Because when he takes the, when he takes the pill, it basically sets her ablaze like Johnny Blaze it burns his hair off it burns his fucking mm. just it cooks him alive essentially and um, only for five minutes so only for five minutes and it's shown that if you like that's enough to get medium isn't yeah it? it's well done yeah. Um, but yeah but it's this really interesting idea that these negative powers if you're desperate enough could still be a weapon mm. As and, and he basically takes it just guns that, can be too yeah I know Jamie Fox uses a gun really well <laughs> um, but it's, it's an interesting idea and I wish that they had made it so that Instead of showing us, like, instead of Newt just, cause he's just like a throwaway villain, like, Jamie Foxx and him have a really good fight that's multi-level, cause basically Newt runs like a really shitty old dilapidated flat block, and he's knocked through the floor and stuff so that he can escape. But it's also, it's quite, uh, it's quite handy when he's chasing Jamie Foxx. So Jamie Foxx is knocked to the side and he like jumps down and like comes out round and goes back into the like flat building and starts traversing down the stairs. And Machine Gun Kelly is literally just, like, he runs, slides, and does a casino royale through the floor and then just keeps running and booking it. And it basically, he's just designed it so that he can get out if he needs to, but also... Does he, he can... shout
1: parkour? No.
0: So. But it's, but it's like, there's a really nice digital flame effect that follows because he's the one who obviously is on fire. So when he's sliding and stuff like that, he's leaving, like, burnt parts of skin on the floor and it's cooking liner Sexy. when he walks through people's kitchens. You know, like... But I just I wish that it wasn't like Oh Joseph gordon it Essentially becomes Superman Some people get this power Some people get Like most of the powers Seem negative So why not have it So there is a cost Like Instead of him being caught By the pol- Like he takes the pill Whilst he's at work And his police chief Sees him almost punch A hole in the floor And the police chief's like You popped a pill Before you came here And he's like Yeah okay I did And he goes Alright give me your badge And your gun You're taking drugs Whilst you're on the job And he's like There's no regulations For this no-. And he's like this is an illegal fucking substance. Clearly, this is a bad thing, and you're popping it whilst you're on the job. What are you doing, thinking this is okay? Took
1: the pill and you can't last five minutes without punching a <laughs> hole in the floor.
0: <laughs> you won't last. Like, you can't take the pill minutes five minutes before getting video. to work. Couldn't you? Well, yeah, um, but yeah, it's like irresponsible. It, it's one of those weird things where right? i churlish. Instead of him just coming out and saying like, "Yeah, I did it," just say that no, I don't know. It must have been adrenaline or something like that, because you know. And then he's like, "Well, what's going on with your neck?" And make it so there is a toll, there's a cost. You know, make it so like, I don't know, the skin that like thickens has to peel off so he's like constantly got fucking skin coming off of his face. Make it something so that just anyone who is because it seems like bad guys have bad powers and it makes them burn or it makes them freeze or they become like a big troll monster or you know, it just they don't really get the luck of the draw and then the good guys get stuff that lets them still be handsome and, and you know. It's and, how like, powers you
1: know, like, work? <laughs> Only the bad guys get the ugly powers. Oh,
0: that's the doom plot, isn't it? <laughs> that's just how Reaper? superpowers work. I know you're a good guy. So Name don't worry an about
1: ugly superhero. Superman. Superman's not ugly. Superman's very handsome.
0: Superman's not ugly,
1: unless he's played uh, by Man Dean Cain.
0: Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. That's played Man by thing Alan well. Moore. Like Man Thing as well.
1: You can freaking Man Thing doesn't count. Man Thing does count. Freaking knockoff. Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night. Yeah, that's just a werewolf. Well, yeah. Werewolf by night. Where's Werewolf by day? Frankenstein. How many full moons are you getting during the day?
0: Frankenstein, Agent of Sword.
1: I like the last bit of Frankenstein where he's like, I don't mind if you call me Frankenstein. Well, it's no, fine. Frankenstein,
0: Agent of Sword is an actual character is in it? Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, Agent of Sword.
1: Yeah. yeah. Is he going to be in the Marvel movies, is he? Maybe. Played by Lee Pace or something? Maybe.
0: Dr. Fate doesn't have a Doctor face, fate. really. He's he got does have a face. He's a stripper. Well, he's a helmet. He's
1: a very handsome lad. He's a very helmet. Yeah. It's, just
0: a helmet. it's a helmet. So. Uh, Morbius is a, is an anti-hero. Morbius? Yeah. Only because they're making a film. Well, no, he's been a, he's been a, like, he was Marvel Zombies 5, 2007. He, uh, Machine Man.
1: He's played to... by one of cin- hit cinema's greatest monsters.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh. That was a
1: Morbius film that's meant to be coming out in a month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Howard the Duck? Howard the Duck, yeah.
0: What powers does Howard the Duck have? Well, you know knows Doc Fu. A martial art that yeah. is here not been used, so it's highly effective. Didn't he beat up Iron Fist? Probably, I don't know. He's a duck. Ghost Rider? He beat up Charles Grodin. He did. Ghost Rider?
1: <laughs> Ghost Rider. Yeah. He's a handsome fellow without his powers, eh? Oh, yeah, and who but- says that skull- skull's not
0: handsome? You can't really do anything with him because he'd burn you. His flames don't actually burn unless he wants them to. They burn the penitent. That's mm. why he's got the penance stare. Yeah. Um... There are plenty of ugly superheroes. Like even Solomon Grundy's an anti-hero. Uh,
1: Grundy's a big lummox.
0: Oh, do you remember Batman the Animated Series? There, the Solomon Grundy episode.
1: I like it in Gotham when they turned a random oh, character into,
0: <laughs> into Grundy. <laughs> a, oh my god, that was such a massive. I boss forgot line. that Star ended. I've just reviewed Project Power and Star oh, well, Star Girl. Star don't Girl's talk really about Stargirl. good. I don't care. Stargirl gets a Tom Atkins. Don't talk about Star Girl. Project Power gets that can be your last review. Project Power... Pa- no, I've got another thing.
1: Well, tough. Project Power gets... uh You can save Stargirl till next time.
0: Yeah, I guess I will. Project Power is... So fucking hard. It's a Wesley Snipes. It's really fucking good. But it has a criminal record. <laughs> yeah. It's really and good. And he won't open his eyes. <laughs> no, the end of the play free. It's really good in a specific way. Like it's a really good B movie with some great action beats, you know, cinematography, set design, characters, you know, like all of that stuff's not too bad. It's just the writing, the writing, and and some of the some of the scene choices are. How do weird. you know the
1: writing's bad? Have you read the script? It well, could have been could have been spelt perfectly.
0: The dialogue's fucking awful. Um, yeah, it's it's a Wesley Snipes. It, it's you know, it feels like oddly enough, it feels like a watered down Blade movie. Are you looking at Viral? I'm looking at what the guy who directed it has directed. Viral's not bad, you know?
1: No, no, the director of um The director of this, Henry Juiced. He directed El Fannin's fan fan thing.
0: <laughs> Her fan thing?
1: Something I don't know. Something thing. No, it's called El Fannin's fan El Fannin's fan fantasy.
0: What else has he directed? Because Viral isn't bad.
1: Um he directed Nerve.
0: Oh, God, yeah, that was bad.
1: I mean, the two of them, these two guys, they... Is oh, right, yeah. Australian so, Psycho. is not bad. I
0: haven't seen Australian Psycho.
1: Is there anything? Paranormal Activity 4. That's paranormal Activity bad.
0: 3. That's not too bad. Catfish. Oh,
1: wait, what? I remember Catfish. The movie? Yeah, the documentary one. That was, well, sort of documentary. Yeah,
0: like, the one they based. Wait, it's not... What's the guy's name?
1: It's uh, two guys. It's Henry Deust and Avery, Ariel Schulman. Ariel's a girl's name. Wait, yeah, they directed Project Power. Does it have Does it have power by
0: Kanye West on the soundtrack? All right, no, no, no. But the guy who directed this, Ariel Shulman, is Neve Shulman's brother, who is the main character in Catfish, the movie. which is why I recognised his last name, Henry. Yeah, okay, okay, Okay. but yeah, um, but yeah, like I said, Project Power, it's, it's just fine. It's, like, that's... It's fine in such a weird, specific way that it's not for everyone. I think that... So anyone there
1: hasn't been a friggin', you know, Netflix movie that's lived up to the standard of ARC.
0: What?
1: ARC was great.
0: Oh, the one with Robbie and Mel.
1: Yeah. You know what, right? I mean, sure. You had Annihilation and you had that, you know, other films. Marriage Story. Irishman and whatnot. Marriage Story. But really, ARC... Time loop story, and it's not Groundhog. Talking day. about
0: Netflix, right?
1: Just Netflix. really quickly,
0: I took the chance to rewatch all of Stranger Things, mm. all first three seasons. Mm. They're actually really, they are really decent. Yeah, it's odd because like second series is a bit wobbly. Third series is
1: friggin' fantastic. Third series is
0: incredible. Yeah, like yeah, the second series is wobbly. Like I think probably the, the most awkward part is that they finally pair off. Um, those two, what are their names? The ones that I'm dating in real life. The, like, the teen journalist people. Yeah, yeah. They pair them off and make them a couple and that feels weird. Um, just because they're like, oh no, we're not gonna do it because daddy tells us we're into each other. It's like, just, you know, you're gonna fuck. Um, but I, one of the things that I really fucking enjoy, damn it, I love Steve. He's love so Steve. great. He's just, cause the first it's series. He's such
1: a loser by the third series. I know, I
0: know, he's such a dick. He's like. Just a- He's I not really, a dick. He's just a loser. No, I know. Yeah. He's just, he like, but the thing is that like, I, I like the fact that Steve, when he tries, is a loser. But if he's mm. not trying, then girls just sort of flock to him and stuff. Mm. Like they are all attracted to him. Like that was the kind of thing that I like with him and Robin. And she says that the amount of women that came to get ice cream from just to see him, as long as he wasn't acting like him, was incredible. Like, and they love him. Mm. And I was just like... I was like, oh, that's why we're seeing all the nerdy shit. Like, that's why we're seeing the bad side of him. Because, you know... But, yeah. Holy fuck, that first series where he turns up with a baseball bat. I could have clapped. You know, like, where they're fighting the Debbie Gorgon. Capture your ass cheeks. Yeah. And attracted the bees. Yeah. <laughs> Alerted the bees. Ah, <laughs> oh, thick Winnie the Pooh. Dummy um, thick. Yeah. Oh, bother. There's a, there's a first... I, I don't bother. think that they're going to find a better program than... Stranger Things. Mm. I don't think there's going to be a better balance cuz like Stranger Things every series is like 11 episodes, 10 episodes, boom. Like they have story for each Star one. Star Trek
1: Discovery not bad. Yeah.
0: I watched Lower Decks as well. I've only watched I the, saw first the first awesome. ev- first episode. It's was decent. Fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, loads of people just instantly saying they hate you. the first episode. All I wish was that it was slightly like they spoke slower. Yeah. That's all I wish.
0: It's definitely made for people like me that have like a like a base level oh, dear, Star Wars so knowledge So full of
1: Star Trek nerd Star shit. Star Trek, sorry. It's like, there's so many tiny little Star Trek details running no, through it. No. And I'm but just like, like...
0: That's why I'm like... Because I can imagine someone watching this and being like, this is all nonsense. <laughs> or I can see someone who is like a diehard yeah. Star Trek fan watching it and being like, they're pandering to me, it's not funny. Yeah. But I'm the right person where it's just all along... It's a-
1: not like Rick and Morty, like people thought it was going to be. It's no. more like Futurama. Yeah.
0: Um, but um,
1: the details that I've seen coming up in it, like the second episode has them going to uh, a Klingon district yeah. on this one planet and there's, like, one of the yellow bird guys from the animated series is in there, like, just standing around minding his own business. You see whatever race Morn is from Deep Space Nine. Morn was the guy who's always sat at the bar and never said anything.
0: Is it the Fereng- what is it, Ferengi? Ferengal? Ferengi
1: is Quark. Morn's the, like, he looks like a slug thing, but he's no, just always I'm... sat at the bar. He's basically Norm. Oh, Morn, right. Norm.
0: No, I just like the end where it's like, it's like she trusted a Ferengi. Yeah. And it's like, I was like, I know what that means, because <laughs> I remember Quark. Quark. Quark, sorry. Quark,
1: Rom, Nom, Nog. But, um, Tim Howard yeah. played a Ferengi one. He did, yeah. yeah.
0: But the second episode, probably my favorite part is just the fact that, um, that she just gets assigned to it. Mm. Like everything that he wants to do is just like, you know, he could just ask to do this. Um, and also, I love the engineer dude. He's just so earnest and just like, oh, yeah, the guy with the, he's like, I'm a cyborg now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I love cleaning the tubes. Yeah.
1: no it's quite fun I was like I I think people are jumping on to hate it so quickly and it's definitely the best thing that's happened to Star Trek since Star Trek Beyond yeah which Star Trek Beyond is anyway are you done yeah I'm done fuck you
0: just catching up on some of the streaming service stuff I've ended up watching
1: we'll have to watch Lower Decks whenever they let us watch it over here I watched Uh, the first episode on YouTube they chucked it up on YouTube
0: it's on god where did I it's not on any
1: UK things
0: no I think I got it on Australian iTunes Mm. But no, um,
1: third thing this week. Yeah. Star Trek Enterprise Season 4. How's that going? I finished it. That's the last series. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Star Trek Enterprise Season 4 is pretty darn good. Yeah? Um, I think Season 3 is still my favourite series, even though it's a departure from Star Trek and it's entirely based on one story. You know, that managed to tell one long story arc, but every episode was an individual thing, kind of like how the Flash and Arrow does things. Yeah. Um, But Season 4 is like... You can tell they're trying to save the show a little bit. Um The cameras have switched up. You can tell there's a slight subtle difference in how it looks. Um There's been a little bit of status quo shifting because you've, um you know, just little, little things going on. They've come back to, they've saved the day at earth and all this sort of stuff. Mm. But the whole series is mostly a series of two and three part episodes with the odd single individual one scattered around throughout, And then one episode at the end, which should probably have not been made. Um, but the last series ended with, like, everyone thinking Archer's dead. Um, and they're all like, we saved the day, but Archer's been killed in this big explosion. And then he wakes up and he's in, like, Nazi Germany or some shit. Yeah. Um, turns out that he's actually in America and some aliens have travelled back in time and helped the Nazis invade America. They've oh. given them weapons so they can, you know, have an advantage and all this sort of stuff.
0: Like in...
1: And it's basically because they want to do a bunch of stuff so they can get back to their own time. Apparently, their time travels one way, the technology they have. Okay. But by traveling back in time and letting the Nazis take over America, it stops Starfleet from ever being formed and all this sort of stuff. So, you know, in the future, Federation will be gone and they can win a war. Um, but I, that, those first two episodes were really fun. Just like, you know, alien Nazis and shit. Yeah. Like, it's always fun watching Nazis getting shot. You can't go oh, wrong with I it. I love it. Yeah. Um, but throughout the rest of the series, there's a bunch of other multi-part ones. They do an episode where there's um, Brent Spiner's in it, and he's playing one of Noonian Sung's descendants, okay. I guess, grand great-grandparent yeah. or something. And he's a criminal at this point because he's been messing around with genetic engineering um, here, because genetic engineering's outlawed in the Star Trek universe because of what happened with Khan in the nine in 1996. Yeah, through 1994 to 1996, there was a Eugenics War. Um, but Noonian Sung is apparently he at some point he stole a whole bunch of embryos that were frozen from back in the eugenics war. Mm. And he basically brought them to life and raised a bunch of like genetic soldiers. Like, and he was like going to prove to everyone that they're the future. turns out they're all bunch of psychopaths. Like they just, they're, they're drawn towards violence and stuff. And he never figured out how to sort that out. Um, but there's like a nice free parter where like two of them jump onto a Klingon ship and they just k- kill all the Klingons on board. Yeah. And fuck it all up. But then later in the series you get another arc where the Klingons are like, you know, these two like humans got on board our ship and killed everyone? That's pretty sweet. Let's get some of their blood and let's make our own like genetically engineered soldiers. And it kind of mixes with a flu virus and uh wipes out shit tons of Klingons.
0: I fucking love virus episodes. Yeah,
1: but they the whole that whole three multi-part story arc is fantastic. Because it basically explains why the Klingons don't have ridges on their head in the original series. Because basically, the genetically engineered stuff, because it had human DNA, it wiped off their foreheads yeah. and made them appear more human. Um, and the cure doesn't fix that. But everyone's really going to have to be cured this for this. Before. Yeah, it's like a, it's a really clever way of like answering that old fan question that didn't really need answering. Because to be honest, it's one of those Doctor Who things in it where you can ignore mm. that they didn't have ridges. Um, but Deep Space Nine did make it canon that that was actually a thing because they had that episode where they travel onto the Enterprise in the 1960s series. Yeah. And it was like, those are Klingons. Like, yeah, they haven't got ridges. Worf, what's all that about? And he's like, it's an embarrassing story. Mm. Um, that's a neat one. There's a, you know, there's loads of closure arcs where they, they, you can tell they know they're probably going to get cancelled. So they do stuff like they have the Vulcan Andorian conflict that's been going on for the years tie up. Um, There's a great two-parter called Mirror Darkly, which is simultaneously like a prequel to the Mirror Mirror episode of the original series, but also a sequel to the Folian Web episode from season three of the original series. Okay. In the Folian Web, there was another Constitution-class ship called the Defiant. Yeah. And it's phasing in and out of reality, and it disappears. And what it does in Mirror Mirror is Mirror Mirror is entirely set inside the Mirror Universe. There's no contact from the main Star Trek crew. It's just basically like the show stops for two episodes to do a Mirror Universe evil Enterprise story, which is kind of cool. And um, Scott is like, he's not in command of the ship or anything. Archer's not in command. He's been passed up a bunch of times and he just does not mutiny and locks away the commander and (laughs) steals the Enterprise because he finds out the Folians have a ship from the future. And it's the Defiant from the original series that got taken. You don't know what happened to it in the original series, but the answer is the Folians took it back in time. And it's quite a cool one because you get to see Folians for the first time, which has never they've never been shown on screen properly. Hmm. There was like a weird effect thing in the original series, but they did them. They're like crystalline monsters, and they've got them. They put lock them in a room, and they bump up the temperatures. And Flocks is evil in this universe. Yeah, and takes pleasure in torturing people and messing with people. So he's right his elements. Yeah, and he's like you know torturing them and turning the temperature down to make them crack, like yeah. all their crystalline structures cracking and stuff. They look like insect things. It's quite cool. Okay, cool. I like how they look CGI monsters um, There's a Gorn You get to see a Gorn in that episode Lizard people Yeah the ones that, that Kirk, Kirk thought, thought. The Yeah um, Looks kind of like the animated series Gorn as well Oh um, And then, you know, that's just a nice little segue thing and apparently they were thinking that if ever they did like and got another series they would just do another like two part Mirror Universe episode just for the sake of it Yeah And that would have been a thing that they would just keep doing cause Mirror Mirror Universe is fun mm. It's alright you know it's a fun time I really like that Mirror Universe episode, though, especially because um, Mayweather had, like, an 80s flat-top hairstyle and earrings. He looked like he a member of Millie Vanilli. <laughs> yes. Um, that was good stuff.
0: Everyone needs more Milli
1: Vanilli. Yeah. You can't go wrong with them, can you? No. Apart from the, the whole... Eights. No, it was... The whole thing was that they weren't singing. also was they? they
0: weren't brothers or something like that? No, no, it was just they
1: weren't singing. It was all fake. Oh. It was the producer was doing all singing and they were miming oh. to it. Yeah, they weren't the only band that that happened with though. There was no. another band that sort of got away with it. I see No, no, is that one that's two girls and Don Sum? Was it Don Summer and the guy? I can't remember. But um, yeah, and the finale for the series, the prop, the actual finale. Yeah. Because I'm not counting the last episode as finale. Um, it's a nice one where Peter Weller's in it, and he's like a he's running a terrorist organisation on the moon. He's got like there's because basically after the whole Zindi attack in the previous series, mm. humans aren't too keen on aliens again. Yeah, and. There's this whole thing where he's like, he's riling up human hatred, which is super relevant nowadays, but this was like 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing is he's like genetically engineered a human Vulcan hybrid from um, blood from Trippin' and Pole. He's, there's a spy on the Enterprise. <gasps> and um, he's created an alien human hybrid baby me. and he's all like, this is our future. Well, human race is going to be wiped out and we're going to end up mixed in with all these foreign aliens and stuff. And he has a brilliant plan. He He's modified his mining platform on the moon to fly, and he flies it to Mars, and there's like a laser cannon that shoots out asteroids before they get in contact with Earth and stuff. Yeah. And he takes control of the laser cannon and points it at Earth, and he's going to shoot Starfleet. And he's like, if you don't submit to my demands and make all the aliens leave the solar system, I'm going to blow up Starfleet. It's like, you nutter. That's don't alive to. Coming with me? Yeah, and he's very angry in that. But he's also like, it's... Clear parallels with um, Nazis and stuff where, like, he's not the perfect human or anything and he's got alien DNA in him because of some disease he has. Mm. But he hides it from everyone so they don't know. They can't know that he's not, you know. He's not pure. Yeah. Um, But it's a really, really good two-parter. And it ends up with, like, you know, they save the day. They prove that it's right for humans and aliens to work together. And, you know, together we can be stronger and we can forge a new alliance in the universe and stuff. And it also ends up really gut wrenching because the little baby, like, tripping to pole, sort of were like, well, it's our baby. And mm. then the baby dies. And there's this whole thing where it's like, you know, the baby died. We didn't have a chance to call it. To calls it Elizabeth, which was the name of Tripp's sister who died in the Zindi attack at the end of season two. Um, like, really, really upsetting. Like, you can see the guy playing Trip is like, Crying his eyes out because mm. apparently he just found out he was going to be a dad. Oh, the actor. So like doing this whole scene where he's got to be like my baby's dies. Killer's baby. Yeah, well the baby just dies. That's... But he finds out that you know he goes into to trip to to, to to pole mm. at the very end of the episode and he's like Flock says that it's actually probably possible that humans and Vulcans could have a baby. It was just there was a flaw in this clone that they made. And there's like you know and there's like they're holding hands. It's like they're both being emotional. Mm. And then the last episode um, ruins it. Oh, really? One? Um, it's set during an episode of Next Generation, and Riker has decided he's going to hang out oh. on a holodeck program on the original Enterprise. Oh, I remember and, this. And he wants to just watch stuff. Um, and Trip and T'Pol have apparently not been together at all in the intervening six years, because it's set six years after where the yeah. show kicked off. And it's just like a waste of an episode. And like the concept of it, of Riker like hanging out on a holodeck program of the original Enterprise... That could work as like, let's do a fifteenth anniversary celebration of Next Generation yeah. or something, but they didn't. They made it the finale to the entire that entire period. It wasn't
0: meant to be. That was the thing. That was meant to be. They they had a plan, but they got cancelled mid
1: season. Well, they got cancelled before they filmed that. Yeah, they still went ahead and filmed it. They could have moved that episode back a little bit, and people wouldn't mind.
0: But they couldn't do the finale they wanted to because that was the problem. But the
1: finale could have been the Terra Prime episode. It would have been a perfect finale. Mm. But they went ahead and shot this thing and gave you an unsatisfactory conclusion. They did this whole thing where, like, uh, Trip dies, and it's like, well, that's a bit shitty. Mm. Like, um, I did like the last shot of T'Pol was of her bum, though. Uh, So hats off to that, uh, because it's well known that she has a nice bum. Jolene Blaylock, uh, lovely lady. She's really good in that series. Like, probably my favourite Vulcan um, in all Star Trek. I like Sarek, but, you know...
0: I have no idea who any
1: of these people uh, are. Spock's daddy is Sarek. He's great. Zachary Quinto? No, Zachary Quinto was Spock. Was Spock number two. But, um, no, it's, it's a finale that just kind of messes with it. Like, the idea that you have that second to last episode showing Trip and DePaul like, going, maybe we could have a baby in the future. And then the next episode's like, oh, we didn't actually do anything for six years and we have, you know, and then one of them dies. Like, it's like, come on, man. That's what happens. You get us all invested and give us that shitty conclusion. That's anyway. what happens in life, bud. But it's a, it's a really good series apart from that last episode. it's like, The episodes are all just solid. There's no really obvious bad episode. Like Season three had one bad episode. Season two had a bunch of them. Mm. But um, it definitely feels like a show where they're trying to shake things up a little bit and... You know, keep the show going. But they found out like halfway through they were being cancelled, and they still they were allowed to carry on making it. It wasn't one of these things where they just got cut off the air. Yeah. Like CBS actually let them finish the show, but um, finishing Enterprise, it's like I'd much rather have this Star Trek back, please. Like I made a joke on Twitter the other day, like what if for Star Trek they just did the Orville but with less jokes, because that would just be Star
0: Trek. Yeah
1: it's the only thing they don't want to try isn't it right I think,
0: I think that's essentially everyone's consensus at this point because they've not done anything good for such a long no, I've time I've seen
1: people say like there's people going oh let Quentin Tarantino make his Star Trek film you want to make no don't don't let just make Star Trek it's oh. really simple
0: Lovecraft Country starts tonight
1: it's poo but uh, like they've, they've got Paramount and CBS going all weird because they've, they've cancelled the Noah Hawley film because Noah Hawley was meant to be directing a Star Trek film yeah, wasn't he
0: I remember that. um
1: which I would have been all about, because he probably would have done some weird sci-fi weirdness.
0: Oh yeah, he would have definitely done some really fucking creepy.
1: They they would have found a weird planet, and there would be gases on it that talk to people, and there'd be aliens with, like, weird heads. Like, he would have gone batshit insane. Like, it would have been like that episode where they have a white rabbit running around the place with, from Alice in Wonderland. Um, That's strange stuff, that Noah Hawley. Mm. But, um... Yeah, they're, they're all going, oh, we don't know what to do with Star Trek now. They've got a new kid show starting, and they? they've got a Star Trek Prophecy or something, which is going to be a kids' animated series. Oh, okay. And actually, all the Star Trek nerds are saying, we don't want that. And it's like, you had an animated series, it's canon. Like, like not Lower Decks, the 70s animated series is yeah, canon that, to Star Trek. The they, one that I watched. Like, but, um, you yeah, know, I'm not too fussed about it if they try this, but I would like them to just try making Star Trek.
0: I reckon Lower Decks has got like 10 seasons in it. Fuck it. <laughs> Lower Decks, no, it's it's a strong concept with four characters that are interesting enough in a world where there is already so much canon and so much shit and they are willing to just run round shots. I'd with.
1: like to have finally got a series that focuses on the people who aren't the command crew. Yeah. Um, I think what would be funny is if they kept introducing a red shirt and he dies every other week or something. No, because the main character is a red yeah. shirt. Yeah, but he's... A red shirt specifically isn't necessarily a command division person. A red shirt is the guy who goes in with the beaming crew. You don't know anything about them and they get killed.
0: But that's the joke every time is that he's the one that they've assigned to be the pilot on the ship. That's why I expect. I don't know if you got that. But when he said like, oh, I'm going on this mission with command officers. I was like, oh, he's the red shirt. He's going to get shot. He's going to die. And it's like, oh, no, he didn't die.
1: You need to have that friend, though. That's always dying every week. Just introduce a new one every week. No,
0: don't. You don't need to. Cause you start doing that stuff, make and...
1: the ship the most fatal ship ever in Star no. Trek history.
0: Like I really like, I really like the beginning of this one, where it's where it's just like it's really attracted to you for some reason. Take off all your clothes. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, this is a stupid idea, but it makes sense.
1: He just wants to suck on you for a bit. Hmm.
0: It turns out, yeah, they do produce milk. I told you. <laughs> I, I think they're milking it. <laughs> but yeah,
1: Enterprise season four, it's good stuff. If you yeah. want to watch some Star Trek, just go back and watch that.
0: Yeah or watch anything other than fucking
1: Picard or at least Picard's not filming right now. Like they're they're still finishing off Discovery, aren't they? And that's starting in October. One more season. No, they they've they've season 4's been um commissioned now. But um but they're the doing thing that, is with Picard, they can't they Pike series, aren't they? They can't straight up shoot Picard right now because like Patrick okay. Stewart's at risk. Yeah,
0: he's 100%. So they can't
1: <laughs> they can't do anything around it. No, like, they're
0: um, but they're doing they are doing the Pike series. Yeah, aren't they? Brave New World. Which is um, interesting. Yeah,
1: because uh, that guy who played Pike was fantastic. Anson yeah. Mount. Yeah. Um and him and Rebecca Remain Stamus. Or Rebecca Romijn, I think she's now. Yeah. I think the Stamus with But um yeah, Anson Mount was great in Discovery. Like there's moments in Discovery that I'm fine with. It's Picard that can just suck a fuck.
0: There are moments in Discovery that I don't mind, but the problem is that I find it confusing that, you know, they've got uh it doesn't make sense for her to be raised in Vulcan. And, like, it doesn't make sense her yeah, but to her to rejecting her human parts.
1: She was raised on Vulcan by Spock's daddy because they wanted to make you think about Spock. This doesn't make any fucking That's the sense. thing with the show. Because she's a really good actress. That's the problem with Alex Kurtzman's take on Star
0: Trek. She's a really good actress, and she's been great in stuff, and I wish yeah. that she was... She's, just. She's like, in
1: that fan Fast and the Furious game. Is she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's a new character in the Fast. Sneak on Martin Green's fine yeah yeah and Anthony Rapp's great in it no oh, cast friggin- is great you just use them it's just the nonsense in that show yeah. it's the moment it tries to focus on it's series long arcs it falls it to pieces it is the
0: Kelvin universe isn't nope. it
1: no this is meant to be prime timeline <laughs> this is meant to fit into because
0: they talk about um... that's why at the end of season 2
1: they all go let's never mention Discovery ever again there that's fixed that continuity error because they
0: spoke about they spoke about Nero didn't they no did they not mention Nero no
1: this is explicitly in the prime timeline.
0: Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, because yeah. I, I swear, I don't know Kirk why... Kirk would be
1: in charge of the Enterprise by now if it was Kelvin yeah, timeline. Because remember, he just turned up for the first day and got the job as captain.
0: Yeah, because everyone else... The 2009
1: because like. the 2009 film is about pushing Kirk into the captain's oh. chair as quick as possible.
0: They do tease it a couple of times before they do it,
1: though. Spock should have got the captain's job. Yeah. He was the higher-ranking Four officer. Uh, you wouldn't put a medical... Person in charge, Beverly Crusher did once, but yeah. actually the the holographic Doctor got to be in charge of Voyager he's once. He's well. great. The holographic Doctor Robert Yeah, he's fantastic in Voyager.
0: I love him. He's great in Dead Heat.
1: He's great in Total Recall. He's better in Dead Heat. He's a he's, he wasn't a Johnny Cab in Dead Heat. Is that him? He's the Johnny Cab.
0: Ah, it's even got his face. I thought for some reason. Well, no, it doesn't have his face. I it has his that... face. It straight up has Robert Picardo's face. Matt Frewer. No. You know where? Uh, What's his what, name? Max Hedrum. <laughs> yeah. That's who <what> everybody was. <laughs> no. It's Robert sounds Picardo. It looks like him. It, it looks like Robert Picardo. It really looks like Robert Picardo mixed with Max Hedrum.
1: God damn. Anyway, you review your last thing. You all right. Um, my last
0: thing this week is going to be a little bit less interesting, but it's the thing that I've spent the most time playing for some fucking oh, reason. Oh, so this is
1: your what you say for your final. Yeah.
0: Um, I've spent 32 hours playing Underminer. <laughs> is that all? <laughs> what do you mean, is that all? I've. So Underm- up my
1: full week on Slay the Spy. So right. Underminer is a
0: Undermine. new game. Undermine, sorry. Yeah,
1: Undermine is the bad guy from... um the- Underminer is the bad Underminer guy from th- the Incredibles. From the Incredibles yeah. game. On the-
0: and, the, and the end of the Incredibles. Yeah. Um Yeah, so Undermine is a really simple game. It's a roguelike top-down RPG in which you play a gnome that has been... Or a dwarf, sorry, that's been selected to go into a cave and mine for gold. Um When you die... Straight up Robert Picardo. That looks nothing like Robert Picardo. When you die, your person continues on with the same upgrades, but you lose all the items gained and part of the gold gained in your previous run. Yeah, I played
1: a bit of it. It's like Rogue Legacy.
0: It's just like Rogue Legacy. You just keep playing until you defeat all the bosses and then you unlock all the areas. Every so often you can upgrade your axe damage or your throw distance or any number of your attributes or you can use um, ethereal crystals to like create a one-off item that you can take into that run. It's really simple. I think the longest run I've had in it is about 45 minutes. And that's it. That looks nothing like They're it. They're the same person. No, they aren't. That looks so they little molded like Johnny, it.
1: They moulded Robert Picardo's head. No, Johnny they Gabbard.
0: fucking didn't. They fucking did Oh, yeah. Yeah, if Robert Picardo was shrunken by the fucking wizard from the end of Beetlejuice yeah then I can see stop it stop
1: disparaging Robert Picardo he was <laughs> great like in Matt Gremlins 2
0: like Ma- yeah he is he's great in everything I like <laughs> Robert Picardo I just think that you're reaching it you're reaching for an elastic puppet that looks dog shit he's a fucking legend um, so yeah so uh. yeah Undermine a really simple concept you literally you got a pickaxe you go down you fucking kill some stuff and then you get some gold and you go back up
1: Yeah, I've I've played a couple of hours of it. I beat that big centipede boss thing.
0: Great boss fight, I really like that. Yeah, I I only got
1: past it because my axe was setting fire to stuff and I just kept setting fire to and running
0: off. As soon as you get in that room, you know what you need to do and you fight the boss. And that's great boss design. And the next boss is a golem and the one after that is a bat, I think. I can't remember. Mm. Um, But yeah, like every boss, you know how to defeat it, you know how to play the game. There are ways of actually getting around the bosses there are, like, little secret hidden paths that if you find the stairs, you can go, like, oh, yeah. get around this. And, you know, it's just... It's such a simple concept, and it's such a common concept nowadays that I'm kicking myself for spending so long playing it, but I fucking loved it.
1: I'm finding a lot of roguelikes. I don't quite get on with them as much nowadays. Yeah. There's some I love, but this one... This one, I can see him playing a bit more of it. Um, I prefer ones that are more like Slay the Spire um, than that, because... The thing is with Rogue Legacy and Undermine, I can see, is that gradually you're just going to be, even if you fail, you're going to be making progress and getting stronger. So in the end, it stops being like a roguelike and more becomes Mm. about you getting powerful enough to grind past whatever you're coming up against.
0: Yeah, it's about grinding. Yeah.
1: Whereas, say the Spire is like, the only unlocks you get are like a couple more cards and a couple more relics. Yeah. And that's just more randomness. Um, Enter the Dungeon did the same thing. The unlocks in that were more things to put into the dungeon.
0: Um, Which you can do, you get that as well, but yeah. yeah. I completely agree with you. It's one of those things that it, I think that...
1: It'll gradually become trivial when you've yeah. played enough of it.
0: I think that that's kind of the problem. Yeah. I'm I'm reaching the point now where I'm sort of done with it. Mm-hmm. I've gone back to playing... Well, I bought a couple of games this month for the Switch because I wanted to play Hand of Fate 2. I got that for a fiver. And then I got the I Mega before Man... before it came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got the Mega Man Legacy X Collection, the first part. I got that for mm-hmm. a fiver. And then I've got something else. I can't remember which one. That's the but... better half. The SNES games are frigging... Yeah, I'm I'm going to leave the second half. I'm not going to play them. Um, But yeah, like it's It's just one of those games that it, it really hit a spot. And like I said, 32 hours. That's a long time to spend on a game. And it really did hit a spot. And I'm really glad I played it. I just don't think I'm going to carry on with it anymore. But at the same time... You've got to finish it. I really... I don't think I do. <laughs> I completed Rogue Legacy... So many times because I did that. Rogue
1: Legacy the very first time I played it after me and Paul recorded it. Yeah, because we played two hours, two and a half hours of it, and mm. we were like, We're not going to make any more progress, so we might as well stop. And then you and he it. goes home, and I just start playing it idly. and I beat the entire beat the final
0: boss, I'm like, oh. oh, all right. I loved Rogue Legacy. Uh, Rogue Legacy was such a flash in the pan. Yeah, Rogue Legacy
1: 2's out on Tuesday, isn't it? Is it on the early access?
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, not out on the Switch yet.
1: No, no, it won't yeah. be on um, consoles till next year. But Okay,
0: I've got to wait for Switch on that one. It cause... looks like more of the same. Yeah. <laughs> I completed Rogue Legacy originally on the Vita. Gross. I oh, know. Um, I completed Rogue Legacy and Papers, Please in the same weekend. <laughs> um, that's that's kind of the thing. I'm drawn to these games because, like, I I did... Uh, what was the other one that I did not long ago? Like a month ago.
1: Neon um, thingy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, when I played that, my problems were that technically it was a fucking mess. Mm. Like, I told you about the black screens and the other shit that was happening. Like, it would just shut down. And then it wasn't a taxing game process or anything else. Wise. It just wasn't working. And with this, I downloaded it day one that was available on Games Pass. And I just got stuck in. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any crashes. We just had, like, the hottest fucking weekend on record for, like, this time of the year until next week until, probably yeah until next week probably <laughs> um, but we just had like a fucking severely hot and I could hear the Xbox One X never had any issues no shutdowns no problems with it it just played through and I just kept playing we're going it.
1: outside start spraying some CFC gases in the yeah. atmosphere we're going to break some records folks <laughs> um,
0: but yeah like it's just I don't I that's kind of the problem is I can't explain why it was so good for that moment in time but like I said I'm really glad I played it I'm really glad I got stuck in and gave it a good go Um, I'm kind of over, over the rogue like games for now, but there'll probably be something else out in a week. There's an owl outside. Yeah, fucking owl. There'll probably be something out in like a week and I'll start playing that next. I know what I'm like. Final
1: Fantasy 7's on Game Pass now.
0: Yeah, I've got on Switch. I bought that when it was on offer in South Africa. I've got it on PS1. £3.50, £4. I've
1: got the original.
0: I've, I've not played much of it. I haven't even got past where you'd be in the first disc on the like the I sorry I haven't got to the end of the first disc on the original version
1: that's when you get to the um Yuffie's village mm. around then it's yeah. not when you get out midgar like the weirdo say midgar.
0: no um, but yeah so uh, I haven't even left i don't think uh, i haven't got to the end of the midgar part yet
1: it takes about 7 hours for me to finish yeah. that um it's meant to take about 15 but um, I used to have my memory card would crash and fail oh, on my PS One, and so eventually I finished Final Fantasy VII in twenty four hours. I've got nice. a memory card with a save on it where I've put a save icon down right before the final boss. Yeah, for twenty four hours. Jesus, so, yeah,
0: that'll do. I really like Final Fantasy VII, but it, that's one of those games. When I was a kid, I was like, "Oh, this is fucking incredible!" But now I have to be in the very a very specific mood to play it.
1: Play Final Fantasy Nine. Nine mm. is great. Nine is
0: good. I liked eight. 12 like still
1: it. the best in the series and people won't admit it wait 12 Final Fantasy 12 is great one with Van it? the one that's set in Ivalice and it's Xenoblade Chronicles is really similar to it
0: oh okay yeah I never played it I don't think it
1: kind of has MO elements to it but it's a single player game
0: yeah I fell out fell out the Final Fantasy games after Crystal Chronicles was that the Gamecube one it's coming out on Switch soon yeah I know I might get it I might mm. give it a go because that's not very long Yes, it's all right. It's like fourteen hours. I got bored of it. Fourteen. I sold hours? my copy. <laughs> yeah, don't blame me. I really wanted to um, bring out Twin Snakes on the Switch. <sighs> I reckon because you know there's that rumor that
1: Sony have a Metal Gear Solid game. Yeah, I reckon they've got their own remake of the first Metal Gear Solid that they're going to announce.
0: What, like Twin Snakes?
1: Yeah, but it won't be Twin Snakes because it's Nintendo published that and they developed it. Mm. So it'll be its own new remake, I reckon. Who was it
0: that made Twin Snakes? Um, it was the guys
1: who did Silicon Knights. They did. Yes, it was, yeah. yeah. It's the only good game they ever made.
0: Eternal Darkness.
1: Two Human. I can name other games they've made as well, but none of them are good.
0: Eternal Darkness is great. I really like Eternal Darkness. I
1: played Two Human the other day. It's terrible.
0: It's free now and <laughs> I've forgot Netflix. how bad it is. It's so fucking terrible. Do you mean the first level where it's just... A giant open field and you're running forward. It's
1: going through corridors. I got to some woods and then I was back into these metal corridors again. Ugh.
0: It's
1: just boring. Shit.
0: So shit. Who thought that was good? Do you remember what that originally looked like?
1: I remember when it was announced for the N64.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Wait, didn't Silicon Knights do Prey? Nah. That wasn't Bethesda and that wasn't... Bethesda only rights to it now. Yeah, but it wasn't the Quake people either.
1: Yeah, I can't remember who did Prey.
0: Wasn't. I think it was Silicon Knights.
1: I don't think so. Because they were busy um, telling everyone they were reviewing Layer wrong, weren't they? Around that time.
0: Oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah,
1: on PS. Layer was
0: terrible. Motion controls in a PS3 game.
1: Yeah. It was bad.
0: People forget that the PS3 had. Was it SI? Six axis. Six axis. Yeah. They didn't have rumble, the original controller. Yeah, because
1: apparently it would interfere with the motion sensors, which yeah. they claimed when the Wii was right next door with rumble and motion sensing.
0: Yeah, and then didn't the second iteration not have the motion controls?
1: No, they always had motion controls. Yeah, the DualShock three had the motion controls. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah,
0: you should have tried the um, the
1: test kit controllers because the plastic was thinner on the controllers, and Don't you could easier. you could twist them like a negcon. Like the old Namco twisty controller. They weren't meant to, but you could.
0: I still remember... So do you remember the white Xbox 360 pads? And those D-pads? Yeah, I had them. Those D-pads were fucking atrocious. Mm. But I can remember being in my room playing... Playing Star Star Wars Force Unleashed. The first one. And I can remember that D-pad being such a... I think I broke it playing something else on it not long before. But it was just fucked. I couldn't change powers.
1: No, rubbish. control. Poo mm. bums.
0: Dick shit. But yeah. Yeah, I played Undermined for no, 32 no, no. hours. Uh It's not great. Can
1: you get up seven days like I have with Slay the Spire? No, not yet. Keep in mind Slay the Spire top-counted my time played for a while.
0: Did you... <laughs> there was another There was another game that I played as well that I, I think I'd put in the same category as Slay the Spire, which is Endless Profit. Probably. I don't know. It was just... That's like FTL meets... Slay the Spire, which I played as well. I didn't play enough of it to review it, but you basically have like you have like a path, and you just pick the nodes you go to on the path, and they both go to the same place, but they have difficult, different difficulties, and different mm. you know shops and stuff. Um, that's really interesting because it goes into like a card battle or a bit like a low-level Hearthstone slash Slay the sp- Slay the Spire. There you go um, <laughs> <again>. <laughs> uh, But yeah, it's like a low-level, really watered-down version. It's really fine game, but. Undermines taking taken up so much of my time. Um, I give it a... I'm going to give it a Helen Mirren. It's really mm. good. Really fucking good. Hell- but, oh. you know, there's still some shit in there that you...
1: I think the title screen's a bit boring.
0: It's very boring.
1: Yeah, whenever I load it up, I always feel like there should be a bit more detail somewhere because mm. the levels themselves look really nice. They, they look beautiful. Pix- pixel art's good. Mm. Uh, I did notice when you blow up a secret wall, you can see the um, the tile... Change to yeah. the one.
0: <laughs> Sometimes, if you do the ones that are on the left or the right yeah. of the screen, the texture doesn't pop in for the top of the. It just takes out the row. Yeah, there's a straight edge, and they get stra- yeah. <laughs> like, it's really yeah. strange.
1: It doesn't blow up in time with the explosion.
0: Yeah, uh, um, but other than yeah. that, like I, I love the enemy designs. I love, you know, the way that the actual big men's... vats
1: can fuck off. I don't like. It.
0: I don't like the um, the yeti style things. No, nah,
1: I don't like hitting those big yetis No, because there's nothing wrong with them. Mm. What I tend to do is, I tend to lead them into the buzzsaws.
0: To lead them to the holes?
1: Into the spikes and stuff. Then fall into the holes. I don't want to fight them. They're not causing any problems. No,
0: I know. I wish that there were ways that you could just go around them without. Because yeah. they don't really attack you if you don't. You have
1: to pet them. Hmm. I've got a dog. I could pet that.
0: One of the nice things are that if you enter into a room, there's loads of explosives and things like that. There's no. There's no incentive for taking a second. It's not mm. like neon chrome. I
1: had to start moving when I entered one Room, though, because it was full of landmines, and they were oh, going off yeah. all over the place. I
0: wish there was some indication as to where they are, because you can't see them. There
1: probably is, I just don't have time to see them.
0: Well, no, I've had a look, and mm. every time I've encountered those, there's no sign on the ground that they're there. Yeah. It's just one of those weird things. But they give you enough time to get away from them, so I'm assuming yeah. that they're just meant to appear. But yeah, Undermine. I recommend it. If you've got Game Pass, it's really good. I think it's on Switch. Probably, well. I
1: don't know it's on, it's on I Steam looked.
0: I know it's on Steam um, but yeah for a, I, I say if you can get this for a tenner perfect price perfect price and it's hours like it's literally hours because although it like is a grind quid.
1: pretty sure it's like 20 quid
0: is it like 20 yeah. quid well maybe wait for a second
1: that's a fine price for it it's a game you, can not, you can't that's expect true. games that to be dirt cheap yeah. you're friggin you and your mobile phone games where you're paying 99p for a game and then going why isn't Last of Us 2 99p I mean... That's exactly how you sound. Why
0: would I play that when I've got... you entitled... What have I been playing on my phone? AIDS. Oh, that's right. One, one punch, punch Man. Road to Hero
1: 2.0. Didn't you just get the One Punch Man on Xbox instead?
0: No. No
1: one... I didn't know anyone who played that.
0: I know a couple of people who played it, I thought it was actually good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think most of the people that I was speaking to actually bought My Hero Academia, which apparently was a smart move anyway, because that nerds. is worth quite a bit of money now. Fucking nerds. Look, I read all the manga... <laughs> It's manga, manga, manga. What's the other version of manga that's not as well regarded? It's like not the. It's not like a weekly publication. Often it's. Like well, manga's online. just
1: the name for comics.
0: Yeah, but there is another like. There's manga and there's like another word that they use for stuff.
1: No, nah. uh, manga's just the name for comic book.
0: One second. Let me, let me see you right. thinking you, of
1: the brand? You no. You do a review. You, you thinking do, like Shonen Jump? No, or you do a something?
0: review. You do your
1: review, right? I'm going to review the only thing anyone cares about right now, which is Full Guys Ultimate Knockdown. The actual that is the full title. I know. Yeah, developed by Mediatonic, Tonic, who made Murder by Numbers and a bunch of other mobile phone games and desktop games and stuff. But the last couple of years they've been branching into console games, um, and kids love it. It's Takeshi's Castle, 60-player online scramble. First few days there was like ropey internet problems, but that's not just to be expected. Like, apparently they've sold multiple, multiple times their best estimate that they thought they were going to sell for the game. I don't know if that includes what they sold through PlayStation Plus. Like, I imagine they're including that in there, but I imagine their sales on PC have still been better than what they were expecting anyway. Because the game's blowing up. It's like, it reminds me of when Rocket League came out. And it just came out of nowhere and everyone went nuts for it. It feels like
0: a moment, doesn't
1: it? Rocket League's gone free to play and uh, it's turned into a microtransaction hell. Um, Fall Guys has a bunch of microtransactions, very much in the friggin' um, Fortnite style. It has the, you have like a season that you play through and you level up as the season goes along and each level you unlock something. Mm. Um, Like cosmetic items or the bucks and all that. You can buy the money. If you want, of course you can. Microtransactions. But you do kind of earn quite a lot of it. Like I've got like fourteen thousand of them right now. Yeah. Um, I've got no, I haven't brought much on there because I didn't like the look of any of the costumes. Um, although they have added an into the Gungeon Bullet costume, but you need five stars for both the five crowns for the top and bottom half, and you get a crown when you win a game. And I haven't been winning any games. Because this, this is one of those games where you have to get used to failing mm. a lot. It's got just that right amount of like being slightly out of control, but you, you have, you have just enough control where you know it's your fault if you fail, or it might be the other players getting in the way because they're all jerks and dicks. Yeah. Um, but it's not like so precise. You're not going to be doing parkour or anything. You're just running around like a, bumbling buffoon and the run animation emphasizes how much of a bumbling buffoon your character is it's like you're running as mr blobby or something yeah um but i did discover little tricks and stuff that i've been integrating into my techniques to get through stages you know and a lot of the stages are quite fun i like the one with the propellers that's Mm. quite fun there's a bit on it where there's a conveyor belt and then there's a ledge and everyone bundles up to the ledge and they jump up and they grab the ledge and pull themselves up to get onto the platform but i discovered if you run up the conveyor belt and jump at the last second then hit dive you dive straight onto the ledge you launch yourself up there instead yeah cut a couple of seconds off your time that's a pro tip that's a pro tip that only i can give you
0: i've heard like a lot of it is um it isn't just to do with your skill in the game because skill is kind of secondary to luck
1: yeah it's, it's intended so that even little kids will have a chance mm. of getting through it like there is, you're going to get situations where like you go to make a jump and some dickwad jumps in the way and bumps you back because everyone's got collision, which like you're not a trap mania, you don't have collision, so you can just yeah. swerve through people because that would be a nightmare if you did. But this is like everyone has collision, so you're constantly bouncing into other people and knocking them over. And can you grab people? Yeah, you grab them, and if someone grabs you at the same time, you hug.
0: So it's just like uh, what was that game? It like a it's like Shadow
1: of the Colossus. No, no. It actually has the same control. The grab control is the same oh, really? as Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, because I've been playing that as well. Uh, and...
0: What was the... <laughs> no, what was the indie hit? The The one where it's not full Guys, but it seems like a proto full Guys. And it's Oh, Gang movie.
1: Beasts. Yes. Yeah, Gang Beasts is quite fun. Yeah. yeah,
0: Gang Beasts was the one that I played. Yeah. Cause so I played a lot of that
1: this is like it's straight up to catch one, I mean, one of the rounds is literally running through fake
0: doors I saw that yeah yeah
1: which is straight up. there's so a couple got, of games that suck on it like the team got, games generally aren't great. the ones
0: with the doors I saw someone was like I'm just going to wait here and see if anyone mm. else tries to run through that door no one tries to run through it so he tries to run through it and it's fake
1: the thing is with that one where there's all got the doors though is that the moment one door breaks everyone charges for that one mm. but most of the rows have multiple doors that you can break through yeah um but, yeah, my, I find in the team games, like, some of the team games are fun, There's, but the thing is with the team games is that when you lose, it doesn't necessarily feel like your fault Yeah, a lot of the time. So, whereas on the other ones, if you do lose, it's usually because of some mishap along the way.
0: So, I see what you mean about failure. You have to accept yeah. it rather than challenge it. Yeah,
1: but you don't tend to get too many team games. And there's a couple of modes that games that are a bit rubbish, like the, the memory game, I think everyone universally hates. Mm. Um, you just have a grid pattern and the floor changes to different types of fruit and after a few seconds a fruit appears on screen and you have to jump on that panel before the others disappear. Okay. Um the best ones though, the friggin' hexagon game that you can get as a finale, that is that is top notch stuff. You got like stacks that are made up of hexagons and when you step on a hexagon it stays there for a second, disappears. Mm-hmm. So everyone's running around and the platforms are gradually disappearing you can you know, you've got just enough time to dive, jump and dive onto another platform, get up and move before it disappears. Okay. So the whole thing is like everyone's gradually dropping down these layers, like six layers of it. Okay. And it carries on until there's one person left. Um, And I've been down to the last two multiple times, and Mm. it is nerve-wracking. And they added a new finale game to it where they're like on a circle platform, there's a bar spinning around. And there was a version like this before, where you just got knocked off, but this time the platform starts to drop away until eventually there's only two left so it's like I me mean, I was playing it there was one guy on the other platform and me and three other guys on our one mm. and we've all just we've been jumping over this bar multiple times for ages and then at some point all of us on my platform just seemed to forget how to jump and we just got wiped <laughs> out by the bar instantly <laughs> just see all four of us go I love shit like that yeah um, I like the little costumes and stuff they're nice and simple it's like you have two colour tones you pick for your full guy mm-hmm. and you have a texture that you can put on them yeah. um, and I like the one where it looks like you're wearing pants Oh that one it's got little hearts on it. All oh, right. I've I've changed that to trousers recently though. So it's like the whole bottom half of me is blue and the top half's pink. Oh cool. I like that one. Um but there's all sorts of colors on there. They've seem to have had some cross promotional stuff in it. They've put like um jacket Yo-ho. from um, Hotline Miami as oh, a cool. it. Yeah. I've noticed there's like there's DLC you can buy for a couple of costume packs. Mm. Um which is just like I guess that's I think what they're trying is they're trying to see what works, whether it's the microtransaction, buy the money and buy the things, or costume pack DLC. And yeah. I imagine whichever one's more successful, they'll push in that direction. Yeah. Um, but I noticed that if you have the the Coke can costume pack, it makes a different sound when it falls over. Oh. I've heard people it falling like over. Yeah. It When they fall over, you hear a oh. noise, which I like the sound of that, do more of that weird stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, give me a character that's got mushy feet or something, so when I'm running, it
0: goes Yeah. Yeah.
1: Stuff like that. Give piano feet. Give me piano feet. No, give him clown shoes. Yeah. Beep, 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 I beep, want beep. piano feet. So when I run, he goes ding, 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 ding. Like um, like that episode of Boyfriends. I'm the only person who ever watched Boyfriends. Boyfriends. It was a YouTube channel that um, they did that, that. You know, I always keep posting that Donkey Kong rat. Yeah. They did that. Yeah. There was a whole bunch of sketch show comedy things, and one of them, they're dancing around. They got every time they step, they make piano noise. Oh. And then one of them falls down the stairs. And he goes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Boyfriends was great I've got more subscribers Than them now Which is depressing That's strange huh? Yeah they, they were They had they were, they were building up For a while And then They just stopped And now I've yeah. got Now I've got ten more Subscribers than them Jesus Um, But they did the Donkey Kong rap Which is legendary DK
0: Donkey Kong No
1: D-K. The one that goes One thing I don't know why That's, that's Linkin oh. Park
0: No idea
1: um, There's this Donkey Kong rap set To the Bramble Scramble music
0: oh. Alright anyway, full guys
1: it's a big sensation. Kids are loving it.
0: Yeah, people are. I I don't know if it's staying power because I think the server issues kind of lost them quite a few people. No, nah,
1: it's like it's been fine. That server issue server issues were sorted out after a couple of days. Okay, cool. It's been fine since then. I've had no troubles at all. Yeah. The worst me and Paul had was when we exited around it, like booted us back to the title screen, but you still got the points that you earned anyway. Yeah. Um. But that seems to stop the last couple of days, but um. Yeah, I'd say let your kids play it. Um, just don't have your credit card attached to the account because they will buy stuff mm. it does seem to be quite limited how much stuff you can buy each day though which is possibly a good sign like do you know what kids are like if they see stuff on the store they're just going to keep buying it but like I say you earn enough of those credits pretty quickly it's the crowns that are the tricky part but you can't buy the crowns so it's only the coins you can buy but there's usually only like five things you can buy on there every day and it changes once a day it'll it'll refresh so it's not as bad as fortnite where it's constantly like bringing up entirely new things and going buy these buy these and kids have got that thing in fortnite haven't they where they're like oh you're a default character and all that and they start mocking each other for not having the flashy costumes like you will have a goofy ass costume within a few rounds of playing this yeah um especially cuz the leveling up thing there's still like 40 odd days left of the season and I'm like halfway through the leveling up and I can't, I think it would be really easy to actually get to the end like which is probably a good sign because on Fortnite it's hopeless and you know how Fortnite has that two tier thing where if you're premium you have the better unlocks yeah um this doesn't have that it's just straightforward unlock as you go around okay. I've almost unlocked the hot dog costume I'm going to like that I'm going to put the bottom half on not the top half all right um few graphical miners I've noticed there's Sometimes some costumes you can see through the characters where the split is between the top and bottom half. Yeah, that's a graphical minor, and I'll put that in the bug report. Oh, okay, cool. It's not a graphical major. A graphical major would be like a face explodes. <laughs>
0: um, that's what that's reserved for yeah. um, for uh, Assassin's Creed.
1: That was what was happening constantly on Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince when I worked on that. Oh,
0: really? Yeah, right
1: into the last few months.
0: Wait, is that the gun one?
1: No, that's right, Deathly right, Hallows. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, there's a couple of little things I think would be fun to put in there. Like when you join as a group, I think you should all be on the loading screen falling at the same time and Mm. bashing into each other because that'd be fun. Um, And also I think uh, the ending round, when you end a round and you see the players getting knocked out, um, if anyone's quit before you get to that, they don't appear on the ending screen. Yeah. So you get less people getting knocked out as an incentive because they fall onto like a pachinko board, have a little pachinko cup going backwards and forwards. And if someone falls in the cup, they get saved. I think that'd be a really neat little thing.
0: But that not extend the level the time of the games though.
1: No, because you just chuck that on the end screen. The end screen's playing no matter what. Oh okay. Then you're only gonna save like one or two people. Do it. And it'll make people stick around for the end of the round. So they don't miss out on the pachinko fun. But um yeah, fun game, full guys. I, yeah. Silly, goofy fun and people are gonna play it and they think it's gonna be the thing that's gonna be a big deal for the rest of the year. Mm. Um, and, you know, we'll see how it goes next year, but it's, it's interesting. Media Tonic have managed it because they're like a tiny, I say a tiny company, they're four separate independent studios, but like two of them just do mobile games. Like they are, they are like the mobile game company for hire. And now they're branching out into their own stuff, which is a bit better, really. Because, yeah. you know, I think the mobile market's shrinking quite a bit. I think there's only a handful of games that actually make money on mobile nowadays, and that's why people just don't want to make most anything of on it.
0: Most of it's just microtransactions yeah. and fucking advertising. But do you
1: remember there was that period where all the developers, publishers, were advertising their mobile games like they were big deals? Mm. No one gives a shit now. I think the Diablo one killed it, that Diablo Immortal, because <laughs> everyone was just like, we want a new Diablo game, here's Diablo Immortal.
0: Boo! What's <laughs> even happened with
1: that that's not in the game? It's still not out. It's testing in China, apparently. I think that's about as far as it's gone.
0: Really? That Commander
1: King mobile game got cancelled as well, didn't it?
0: no it came out on Switch
1: no that's a new game that's oh, that's right. a remake of Commander King Jesus. that's something else entirely yeah but yeah Fall Guys it's fun hmm. fall over a lot
0: I haven't played it I just uh, the problem is that I think that you need it's one of those things that I I don't you really want to pay for and I don't really want to get a PS Can Plus you ever wanted
1: to be in Takeshi's Castle
0: well yeah but it's not Takeshi's Castle it yeah. is straight up Takeshi's yeah, Castle I with could- less mud I could do Takeshi's Mark Castle. I'll tell
1: you what's going to happen though. Yeah, You're Takeshi's going to get Castle. loads of soft play places around the company doing full guy themed soft play.
0: <sighs> Just do Takeshi's Castle.
1: Well, that'd be good as well.
0: Uh, get get old uh, Craig Charles.
1: Beat Takeshi, get him back. Oh, I love that in Takeshi's Castle, the whole reason they had the giant paper mache beat Takeshi was because he was banned from TV for a while. Mm. Do you know why he was banned from TV? Why? He turned up to a film award ceremony wearing a dress. Oh. And that was apparently super offensive. And he was like, fuck all of ya.
0: Wasn't he like <laughs> a Peter household? He was like.
1: He's a comedian. That's what he's yeah. known as. And he was, he was a Yakuza. But... He was in the Yakuza? Yeah, that's why he's got a finger missing.
0: Fucking the tip hell. of his
1: finger's missing. He used to be in the Yakuza. God. But he made good.
0: Takeshi, eh?
1: And he, um, you know, became a comedian.
0: <laughs> well, no, he was like an empire on TV for a while. So I don't know if you. Oh, he's a massive deal. He's like Robert
1: De Niro in Japan. Mm. But um he's, you know, not as much of a twat as actually he's probably more of a twat, but more of a good twat.
0: Oh Rob De Niro's a good twat.
1: Mm. He does two types of films, the ones where he cares and the ones where he wants a new restaurant.
0: Yeah, but like Robert De Niro outside of that is an <clears throat> activist mm. and like he is very much all through yeah, his but Did he
1: ever turn up to one of his award ceremonies wearing a dress?
0: No, because he's not Trey Parker and Matt Stone.
1: <sighs> I love Beat Beatkeshi, he's a good lad. He's cool. Yeah, watch him in Angel Bell. That's a good film. He's bit in. Is uh, sort of cameo plus in Battle Royale because he's not really a major player in it. He's he is, but he's he's in it for like five minutes in mm. the total film. team uh, he so? he's good in that brother. That's a great film.
0: Wait, is he the guy who plays the old dude?
1: He's a school teacher. Oh
0: yeah 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 yeah,
1: yeah. 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 Um, yeah Beat Takeshi. He's a he's a ledge. Hmm.
0: Cool. Alright, well, that's it for episode 141. We, You know, we've been here for over two hours.
1: That's your fault, that oh, is. Yes. Um, as always. You won't catch me talking for ages you about find... Rambo Last Blood.
0: I actually think you did the majority of the talk in this episode. You can find Anne at Mellow Gaming on YouTube. Still the most popular Mellow Gaming channel going?
1: I don't know. Yeah, you can
0: find him at LV54SpaceMonkey on Twitter. How's that going? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my experience of Twitter is about the same right now. Uh, you can find me at CritApocalypse on Twitter and also at CritApocalypse on YouTube. And anything coming up you're excited about? DC, the DC thing's coming up.
1: Well,
0: DC, fan- yeah, fandom. fandom. Don't give a shit. I do. I think okay. it's going to be interesting. They're, um, they're, they're releasing, or they're, no, they're uh, showing the new... There's Rocksteen a new Suicide Squad
1: suicide yeah. game in there, and there's a new Batman game.
0: Yeah, Rocksteady's doing a new Batman
1: and Suicide Squad. No, score. they're doing Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. um, Warner Brothers Montreal doing the Batman one. They're the ones okay. who did um, Arkham Origins, yeah. which was good, and people keep saying it wasn't. They did Arkham Origins, they and they also it. did Blackgate. The Blackgate one was another studio, because that oh, was, was done it? for 3DS, no. but that, Blackgate's all right. Mm. It's a neat little Metroidvania. I liked it. But Origins is a good Batman game. It's just buggy.
0: Mm. Well, it's probably not now. No, it's still buggy.
1: <laughs> it's, I can't finish the I can't 100% the Xbox 360 version
0: So right, I'll lend you the Wii U version I've got
1: no I've got the um, PC version
0: I'll lend you the Wii U version <laughs> I've got um, but yeah okay cool cool so that's coming up Tenet is coming up soon
1: all I care about is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2
0: that's a lie Bill and Ted face the music oh
1: yeah it still doesn't confirm that's coming out over here in September no, aren't you
0: going to buy it on VOD yeah because to- it's out at the end of August so it's out in eleven days.
1: Yeah, but there's no confirmation of a UK release for it. Yeah, yet. I
0: don't give a fuck I'm buying it. No. Buying it on I'm buying it online. If you want to watch it, then I'll just
1: I'm Just wait for it to turn up on my
0: Xbox. I'll buy it online and you can just watch it. Anyway, as always, everybody, see you in two weeks. Have a nice evening or day or week or whatever. Oh uh, What can I say? It's controversial right now. Um Oh Donald Trump's brother died. Yeah. Yeah, I guess God. Is that the
1: one that Donald Trump withheld money from to help his um ill son? Yeah, so basically, or is that the other one? No, no, it's his younger. has got another so brother. Isn't
0: his younger brother, who had a disabled child, Donald Trump refused to give him money until he signed over the company his dad left them both. Yeah, yeah, um, good family. Yeah, good family. yeah. And then when he did, he still didn't give him the money, and the kid died. Yeah, and now he's dead. Yeah. So I guess that's happened. Um, I guess God's aims a little bit off because he got the wrong Trump. Um, but yeah. What can cunt. Trump fucks kids. Officially, I mean, there's court statements now that say that he does. <laughs> um, all right, but anyway, everybody, have a week. Bye. Any
1: food.